can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the Green Dragon. Welcome to the Green Dragon Podcast. This is Jeremy with Kylie. Hello, hello. Hello, Kylie. And our now Green Dragon member, Harry. Oh, well, thank you very much for letting me join in the crew. Absolutely. And now, Harry, you've also got your own spin-off series after all your long years of being on the Green Dragon. You've got your own podcast, is that right? Uh, that's right, yeah, the Entmoot podcast. Uh, that's, you'll usually hear me uh, popping along to tournaments in uh, the UK and doing sort of tournament-based podcasts. And there's one uh, ready to be edited and another coming in the next uh, week or so. So uh, keep an eye out for those. It should be uh, should be a couple more. I think I'm getting to episode 15 or something right now. Are you going to overtake us very soon? That's excellent news. Now, <laughs> we have an exciting episode today with another one of Harry's challenges. But before we do that, I'm going to very quickly mention we've all grown up as a podcast, The Green Dragon. It's taken us a while to get to this level. But we have our own Patreon account. So if you want to to help us out, support the podcast, you can definitely become a Patreon. We haven't set our pledge levels at anything in particular, so you can set it to as low or as high as you want, or you can keep it at zero if you, you don't want to support us that way. That's all fine. Our Patreon members, we're not going to give a whole lot extra for you. We're not going to hide any episodes or anything like that, but we will go straight to you guys for ideas for episodes and occasionally for guests. So like we've got Harry on now at the moment, we definitely have the capacity to get some people on and we'd love to hear from some other people. So first port of call will be our Patreons in that one. Feel free to sign up. Okay, over to Harry with the challenge. Yes, so uh, I think the last time I was on... I did a, a challenge to try and uh, construct thematic armies uh, based on models and, and alliances and stuff that you definitely see in the books and films and, uh, and in the sort of law, um, but that perhaps weren't particularly competitive in the game. This time, um, I'd like to um, hear some army lists based around the models that I feel I don't see particularly very much um, in the game uh, that, that I really ha- have a special place in my heart for some of these models, um, whether because they were released back in the day when, when I was uh, reading the magazines, the uh, BGM, uh, BGIME magazines, or or just because they're, they're casts that look pretty cool, or maybe just because um, despite the fact that, that they've got really nice models, they're in-game uh, power is perhaps underwhelming to an extent. So, so the aim of the game is underused models uh, lists and making sure that we kind of maybe they're not the the main uh, the killing power of said army, but but that we're at least indulging in using some of these models we don't often see on the tabletop, which I think is uh, always going to be a good thing if you've got new toy soldiers to play against, uh, even if they are new old models. Yeah, this is quite the challenge because a lot of these models don't see the tabletop a lot because. They're definitely not the optimal choice, so it's going to be really interesting to see what we can do with them and we can make something that's usable or thematic or fun or inspiring. And uh, usually at these episodes, we come up with something that, that one of us wants to do, so it's always good fun to see what happens. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's exactly the the point. You know, they're they're, they're not particularly great in game, but but in in many ways, having something that's not great in in game, perhaps in the way that you normally play the game, or or the way the uh, the tournaments you go to, or the people you play against, it, it wouldn't be very effective. But it, if you if you use models that you perhaps don't normally see, it makes you think about different ways of building armies, makes you think about different ways of playing the game, and I think that's only a good thing. I agree with that, Harry. Okay, so what's our first challenge? So the first one, um, and this is a model that I used to uh, used to use quite a lot in the previous edition of the game. 
but um, because of alliances and historical um, timelines, basically uh, poor old Bull Roarer Took doesn't really get a look in anymore. So um, he's he's a great model. Um, you know, he's got that really dynamic pose. He's got the horse. He's the you know the Hobbit, the only Hobbit with a horse, and and you know who can knock down the enemy. But uh, alas, because he can't ally with any of the um, the the historical hobbits, basically, you know, your Frodo's and your your Sam's and and all, even all of the new characters. He, I think, it's any named Hobbit hero, um, and immediately loses his army bonus and becomes uh, impossible allies with with anyone. So, um, sad times for uh, Bulwar Ratuk. But that's the first model I, I want to see back on the table. So, um, shall I uh, give you a quick six hundred point list and then see what you guys have come up with? Oh, please do, Harry. Go for it. Okay, so um, I've started with. Bulwark Ratuk for 40 points. I believe that's with the horse. Um, he already comes with the horse. Or, uh, anyway, uh, if it isn't, uh, maybe it's an extra 10 points. Um, then I'm going to fill his warband with 10 sheriffs and 5 archers, um, just because, you know, that's that seems to be the strong way of doing it. And then I've got, count them, 4 warbands, uh, exactly identical, each with 4 militia and 2 archers, led by 1 Dunedain with spear. So that's that's four, and then one warband with a Dunedain and a spear, led by uh, with four sheriffs and two archers. Oh, hold on, I've done that wrong. Uh, five, yeah. So five Dunedain, uh, four militia, uh, militia, and two archers. Oh no, that's why. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, so uh, four Dunedain uh, warbands with four militia and two archers, and four uh, one Dunedain uh, with a spear, two sheriffs and two archers, and then uh, Gandalf on cart because he's part of the army list. Um, uh, but he can be uh, included um, with cart because why not like the fireworks and um, nine sheriffs and four archers and that makes a tasty 599 points and 65 models uh, 19 hobbit bows five dunedine bows plenty of might and of course bulra bulra took leading the way on a horse Very nice, Harry. I'm going to butt in right there because I think we have been thinking along the same lines quite a bit. So, um, I've uh, got the- I'd like to also chime in, B3. Uh, <laughs> my list is almost identical to the one that you have just described as well. Oh, well, there you go. But I guess that... I, w- I wonder whether that's because this is basically the only way to include Bulwara. Because, um, I mean, you're, you're really hampered by the fact that you, you, you can't have any of the Hobbit heroes. You could definitely include him yeah, um, as much. an ally, but you're limited to just his warband at that point. Yeah, that's that's exactly mm-hmm. what I was. I was thinking Bull Roarer Two can uh, the ten sheriffs and five archers, then perhaps um, something like Curdan uh, uh, and some uh, hobbits or someone like that, or maybe um, uh, maybe like Arnor or something like that. But you, you lose you lose a lot with the numbers if you're having fifteen hobbits and. It, it, and you just your break point gets too high, so I just felt well, you've got to max out on those um, those those warbands, I guess. And but I, you know, having having six hobbits uh, with a Dunedain, I think that's that is. I mean, it's not quite that like micro warband type idea of having a one big hero and some elite troops, but it feels like you know they, they, they can they can not not be too caught out if there's a um, if there's you know maelstrom deployments and things like that. Yeah, I actually think it's a really solid way of running it, and it's one that that's quite appealing. I've got a 500-point variant, which is almost not worth mentioning because it's the same idea, the cart, the boar, and a bunch of, of hobbits in there. I was just actually wondering if we could do something sneaky like a um, a Rivendell boar alliance where we had something like uh, a small points level Bandabras and um, 
Gildor, is it? The one that, that has the move eight uh, elves, is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good idea, especially because um, Gildor wandered through the wilds of the the Shire as well. That'd be, that'd be even even vaguely thematic. Okay, well, I've got a quick challenge for you, Kylie. So, can you quickly throw together a very po- small points list of that Band of Brass and a um a Gildor alliance? It's a yellow alliance, but that you should be able to make do with that. I'll I ju- can definitely whip one up in the next five minutes. Yep. <laughs> Plugging in the numbers into our, our little Excel spreadsheet, it comes. it's kind of interesting in terms of like how much you can get. So for about 350 points, you get Gildor, 11 Noldorian Exiles, and a full warband of Hobbits with Brandabus Took, which includes a Warhorn as well. So it's 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 kind of interesting because there's like a bit you can go from from there you can either include more elves or you can decide to go bugger it and just start adding in more dunedain and stuff but i don't mind it as like a little like 350 point or 300 point army it can, it can work pretty well you've got numbers and you've got the the high movement you've got yeah yeah there's a good mix there what equipment do you have on the the noldor and exiles kylie equal split down the middle so I have four with bow, three with throwing dagger, three with throwing dagger and spear, and one with a banner. Oh, I've got the banner in as well. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a pretty tight uh, fighting force at, uh, at that mm. small points level with a banner, a yeah. horn. You've got everything going. Yeah, I mean, I you mean, could you... drop the banner and the horn and to about... uh, pick up to drop it down to three hundred. But yeah. And at that points level, you, you're unlikely to come up against anything that's like too big a hero that, that you know, the people like Bulwara uh, and uh, and Gildor aren't going to be able to handle. So, yeah, I can well, see that working definitely. That's the beautiful thing about it is, okay, say, you, say, say you're playing a 300-point 300, 300 tournament and you have, you know, Gildor and 11 Elves and Brandabus and 15 Hobbits. You have Gildor for the cheeky transfix to like mm. try and get some CC down and try and lock up that hero. Or you can run in with the Hobbit Sheriffs and hope you get a nice cheeky stun off and put them down to fight one for the turn so you can gank them. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and I are like those hobbits one. Are those Hobbits all Sheriffs and Archers or is it, uh, uh, no. is it a mixture of anything? Five Archers, five Militia, five Sheriffs. Nice. So exactly split. Yeah, I like that. And because it's a yellow alliance with quite a few armies, I think uh, the Bulrora could be could be themed in with a few things. 15 Hobbits is not a bad force for just staying behind and, and providing some missile fire and some numbers in your combats and some objective hunting and things. So I don't think our initial idea of all doing the Gandalf one is the only way to go. I think we've already shown that just even just allying a single model from, from Rivendell, and you can pretty much take anything from the Rivendell list and add him into, we've got a, a fighting force. 
Yeah, and like Kylie was just saying, that the adding a few uh, stuns in there, and you know, the couple of axes, and just the extra bodies to get this, get, get those traps and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, fifteen hobbits for a relatively low points cost. What is it? Something like just under a hundred points. And um, so you know, that's uh, oh, just over a hundred points. So that's 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 a that's a solid thing. You can drop that almost into anything. Yeah, I was just having a look through the the hobbit list. What it uh, the the alliance matrix. If you go for just yellow or green, you've got uh, the Dead of Dunharrow, which is a very interesting choice. I'm not sure why that one's the case. You've got, which is which would work, quite frankly. You've got Fangorn, which would probably work, but it would be a bit tricky in terms of numbers with the Band of Brestook line, but you could definitely throw mm-hmm. a tree bit in. Uh, you've got the the Fellowship, which, yeah, neither here nor there. Oh, I'm off. Uh, fiefdoms could be an interesting choice. You could go for some old fiefdoms. The problem with the fiefdoms is that most of the heroes are the wrong age, so you can't really get the theme going. Uh, Thrandall's Halls definitely would work with Thrandall's Halls really well. Straight out. Uh, Merkwood Ranger Force with Vanderbrass in there could definitely definitely hold its own. Uh, you've got Lothlorien, yeah. which would work. That's then. Yeah, I think elves, elves are probably a good bet as well because you've got the, the high fight value from the elves and you're giving them with the spears and, and also just even more archers, so the, the, you know, actually solid hitting on threes and all that sort of stuff. I, I can see hobbits working really well with elves generally. Yeah, Minas Tirith, I'm not so sure about, unless you went something like an unnamed hero that was on an, like an exploration and then didn't return or something, because uh, my concern would be the heroes are mostly the, the late Third Age, and the, the men of Minas Tirith didn't really know much about the hobbits, so it seems weird to ally those ones, but that's a possibility. You could do like a king, king of men as a sort of northern king of men that's uh, wandering the wilds or something like that. That'd be- yeah, you could definitely do some of that. Then you've got uh, Misty Mountains, which could probably work. Throw some eagles in. That'll be a fun list. Challenging, but fun. You've got a, uh, a Rangers with your Green Alliance with in this book. Are you Green Alliance? Was that the FAQ'd one? Uh, no, Green uh, Alliance is good. Green Alliance is good for Rangers. So the Rangers yeah, I'm pretty and sure Green Alliance is fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because there was one that they... They swapped it around. I can't remember. But Rangers would be really good as an ally because you get the two attacks on foot if you do the alliance one. So that's that's pretty handy. Uh, then you've got Rivendell, which we used. Uh, we've got Rohan, which I'm not so sure about that one for the Band of Brest took time, but you could probably do that with some generic captains and things. There's heaps of choices. We've also got the White Council, which could be a possibility. And the, the Wildmen, which is also another possibility. So you've got... A fair few options for that one. So I, I definitely think there's some potential for Bandabras Took and 15 Hobbits to be wandering around all over Middle-earth. Yeah, I can I can see the, the Wild Band would be really cool with all those blowpipes and spears as well. And, you know, you've got the hatred of stuff as well. So it would be, it'd be quite a useful back, back line, I'd have thought. Yeah, there, there's, lo- there's lots of different stuff. And I guess the, the Shire Army bonus is, is one of those ones that's really useful if you're playing in forests. You know, having a woodland creature, and um, but because uh, it gives you that extra move around most models, um, so you're almost moving faster through forest. But equally, um, it's if you lose it, it's not that big of a deal, is it? Sometimes. No, not really. It's handy, but cool. But yeah, not worth writing home about. Uh, what's the next one, Harry? Cool. So the next one I was thinking of was again something that that we probably don't see um, uh, much much of these days. Um, but that that certainly was a was a feature in the past. I think the profiles changed um, from having nature's wrath to not having nature's wrath. Correct me if I'm wrong. But either way, uh, I want to see a list with the Stormcaller, uh, the from Lothlorien in it. So, um, uh, Carly, do you want to uh, do you want to start us off with something with a Stormcaller in? Yes, I do. Now, I actually because you have some other little like 
little goodies that you've also challenged us to stick in there as well. Uh-huh. Um, in particular, Haldir without a cloak, sorry, without armor. Yes. And Gildor. Yeah. So I actually incorporated all three of these into one army list. Ooh. Okay, and cool. This is actually this is actually like an army list I've used before at low points levels because it actually works fairly well. So what it is, so the army leader is Haldir um, with an elven cloak and elf bow. There's three wood elves with throwing daggers, three with throwing daggers and spear, one with a banner and throwing daggers, and four sentinels. In Warband 2 is a Galadrian Stormcaller with two, 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 with elf bow, daggers, daggers and spear, respectively. And finally, in the final Warband is uh, Gildor with four exiles with bow, five exiles with spear and throwing dagger, and three exiles. No, sorry, wrong way around. Sorry, five exiles with throwing daggers and three exiles with throwing daggers and spear. Mm. Yeah, so at 600 points, you get about 32 models in there, which is, I think, is more than enough for, you know, most scenarios kind of out there. So the way the army works is it's a total avoidance army. You just, you never fight combats ever like you combats are your worst nightmare like you don't fight combats you, you just you just throw we- throwing weapons at people and you just keep disengaging 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 and the fun part of the list is that you got four sentinels a transfix and uh, a core winds so the enchanted blade you don't use that much with the stone caller but the core winds is really 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 helpful because it can buy you lots of tempo because you can just keep pushing people back knocking down even like knocking them into really awkward places and then like sniping off banners and stuff. And when you're moving a couple of guys backwards each turn on top of running away, it can really muck up your opponent's formation and just allow you to just absolutely lay in with the uh with the throwing weapons and stuff. Yeah, I think I've gone with the pretty much the same strategy for for my Lothlorian list. And um, I've gone with a pure a pure Lothlorian list though. And and uh, I think mainly mainly because I haven't really encountered the Stormcaller before, but I think there's it it, it kind of I built it around the idea exactly as you were saying that um, this core wins it's just it's just really disruptive, it's really irritating. I can imagine to play against if it works. Um, so I've built the army around irritating things that that can frustrate the opponent. So I've gone with Galadriel uh, to begin things uh, to lead the lead everyone uh, a Sentinel. Um, three guard of the Galadrian court, um, five uh, Galadrian warriors with shield and spear, uh, five Galadrian with bows, and four elves, so wood elves with spear as well. Uh, then the second warband is a stormcaller with a sentinel, uh, a Galadrian bow, and four uh, Galadrian warriors with shield and spear. And then rounding it off with a Galadrian captain on horse a, uh, with a shield, um, four Galadrian bows and eight shield um, shield spear Galadrian warriors. So that comes up to 699 points. I'm sure I could probably put a shield somewhere there. Um, and as you as you mentioned, this is this is going to be mainly just to frustrate people. So you've got uh, how many bows there? You've got uh, six. Uh, oh, I miscounted there. Uh, uh, Twelve bows. Twelve bows um, with two full warband. Uh, sorry, almost. Full warbands um, and uh, a slightly shorter one with the stormcaller. So, oh no, there's three, three, 
full warbands because of Stormcallers, and he got six people with him. And so, yeah, the idea being here, you've got two Sentinels uh, to just move some people away, hopefully. Uh, you've got Galadriel to shut people down and move people away. You've got Stormcaller to disrupt the combats and things like that because I, I didn't hadn't realised the power is, um, is, is very powerful in terms of, say, say your uh, hero, your... Galadrian captain on horses surrounded by stuff and um, you you know you you get you're going to get killed and you can fire one of the people out of the combat and it knocks everyone over in the combat so it just just gives you a bit of stalling um if everything else fails so um I really like uh, really like the stormcaller as an idea I could I can imagine even armies with numerous stormcallers just being intensely irritating but um there you go that's that's my one yeah I'm I'm I w- wasn't disappointed with the removal of Nature's Wrath from their profile. That didn't bother me, but it was actually the slight nerf to their core wins that actually really, really, really bothered me because it used to be a 2d6 pushback. It's mm. now only a 1d6 pushback, and that kind of... It, it did hurt hurt them a little bit because uh, the 2d6 was just... you. Re- it really bought you a lot of tempo, where now it just only buys you a turn, maybe two, yeah. whereas before it kind of could reliably give you two to three turns. Yeah, especially because that, you know, the, if you just get that one on the move, then it, it doesn't really do anything. One yeah. person over. And and with the, you know, you only got four will here. And yes, if you get a six, then it, uh, uh, you get that will back uh, um, for this special rule with the Stormcaller. But um, it just feels like, oh, for, for one, for, you know, for spending that much will, you might not get anything for it on just on one dice, which is mm. a bit of a shame. Yeah, it's a plus. One. Plus, that is, it is a two. It is a two plus to cast, so it's it's not terribly difficult to cast. And mounted heroes, especially ring wraiths, absolutely hate them. Mm. Like hate them with a passion. So, I mean, you pretty well, much hard check any sort of a, a fell beast if if they rock up onto your table. I think it's a three plus to ca- uh, cast actually. Um, yes, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So I've just yeah, I'm just having a look now. Um, yeah, it's three plus to cast, but um, you've got a point of might, I guess. But you could be channeling or whatever with that. But equally, yeah, it's it's more more than likely going to go off most times. So I'm even more disappointed now. Yeah, three plus to cast. It used to be a two. Oh, that so that makes me sad. Yeah, the, I mean, that I makes me really sad. I can't often see you using the enchanted blades, on, and just because on a four plus with three will it. It feels like it's an all or bust kind of tactic. That oh, I need, I really need X to do well this turn. So let's enchant them. Maybe, maybe for my list, the Galadriel Captain a horse might might sometimes need a, an enchanted blade, but it's not going to happen. It's forever. it's for it's for when you have a troll chieftain transfixed or a, a troll chieftain Anamite, and you've got Haldir in the combat struck up, and you need to get rid of him. Mm. And you just chuck a channel, you know. Enchanted blades, and you go right. I've got four dice at fives to rune, re-rolling all failed attempts. Have yeah. some fun. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Jeremy, did you have a, a, a stormcaller list? I do. I do. Now, my one is really out of left field. It's got the same sort of ideas as yours, but I've gone for something different, and I don't. I'm not confident with it, but I'll show you what it is anyway. So I've started with. Uh, I'll start with the the stormcaller because that's the compulsory part. It's not, obviously not my leader because it's a minimum size one. I've gone for the Stormcaller. Oops, did I do... I've done a swap weapon on him. That's very interesting. That was a mistake. But he's got a, he's got a swap weapon, potentially. Let's use that for something else. Let's give a Bodor <laughs> Captain. Um, so, Stormcaller. And then I've gone for exactly six Sentinels in his warband. 
or her warband doesn't matter Ooh. which one. So that that's gonna it's gonna help out a little bit. So, so I'm, I'm, sentinels, six sentinels, yes. So that's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> so I've got six six arrows. I've got twelve attacks if I want to do combat. I've got some elven cloaks, and I've got the ability to to move people around. The storm call is the sort of the the last hit one. I move them around where I want. If they all fail, I can use his will to to move it another way. But the idea is this is this is going to be my total disruption. Uh, tactic. I talked about on our last episode one of the the more obscure tactics where the idea is to disrupt and delay. Uh, so basically, this they target the middle of the force. So you let some of them come towards you, and then the middle of the force you just move around in random directions. Some towards you, some away from you, some in in each other's way. And hopefully, you can get a couple of the spells off a turn uh, against the ones that that are immune to it. It's going to be a bit tricky, but we'll see how we go there. And then for my extra warbands, I've gone for a Galadrium Captain with Armoured Horse Shield. And I, I just put the bow in there. I took the, the weapon I accidentally put off the Stormcaller on there. So I don't know if that affects the shield. I don't think it does because of the Expert Rider. But I've got... Yeah, I don't think it does. That's going to be my leader. That Captain is leading a Galadrium Knight with the Banner and Shield and five Galadrium Knights with Shield. So I've gone for the, the middle size horse warband. So the, the leader and the six horses, very fast, hits really hard wants to basically only engage when things have been moved out of range. So the idea is that I only hit things when I want to. Otherwise, I'm just moving at full speed. There's no real bows in there, so I can keep them going at full speed if I want to. My second warband after that, so which is actually my third warband, I keep lying, is a Galadrum Captain with Armoured Horse and Shield. So basically the same, with six Galadrum Knights with Shield, and it comes up to 648 points. So 650-point army. I've only got 21 models. Three of them are heroes. Uh, no strike, which is going to really hurt me. It's the ultimate sort of annoyance army where I'm relying so heavily on the Stormclaw and the Sentinel to break up the force, and then the the knights just muck, uh, mop up anything that gets out of the the rest of the army. I can see some armies really getting frustrated by like the you know. Uh, wow. I, I personally absolutely adore this army, Jeremy, simply because I know where the inspiration for it has come from. <laughs> from that. Okay, so like a few years ago, actually, it's more than a few years, uh, uh, many, many moons ago, uh, when me and Jeremy were driving back from, I think it was like CanCon or something, one of the, some tournament we went to, uh, we came up with this idea of having all of your forces' archers on foot and all of your, uh, the rest of your army is just mounted, just cavalry. So we came up with a couple of ideas, particularly with Easterlings and Citadel Guard, and it was an absolute laugh to come like to come up with it. And we played it in a couple of games, and it actually worked pretty well. Yeah, I guess, and also with this combination, you've got the, the if if you do get all those disruptive things off, you can bring some people forward. And and one of the things that the Lothalorian cavalry generally struggle with is killing stuff. But if you've got a few isolated models, they can start picking things off, and then. And it all snowballs from there. So I can I can see I can see that that having some potential. But yeah, the lack of strike might be might be tricky. And coming up against a fearless army like your Iron Hills or something like that, that would uh, yeah might might scupper plans a little bit. It would be a really good army for things like Reconnoiter, though, where you can move things around and make holes, and everything oh, goes yeah. really fast. So it can it could be a pain to play in some circumstances. Mm. I think Absolutely. the army would be. I think the army would be best served if uh, one of those warbands of Galadrum Cavalry... How many Galadrum Cavalry did you have? Just the full 12? I've got I've got 12 in total and two heroes. I see where you're going with this. Yeah, uh, some Rivendell Knights. Yes, yes, that's what I was thinking The as green well. allies. 
Are they yeah. green? Oh, they are yeah, definitely be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, they're green. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was actually thinking as well, like a an elf hero on a horse that had the ability to up my fight value. Although my fight values are pretty good across the board. But something else, uh, one of the named ones, I couldn't think of who, I couldn't think of a cheap one offhand, but that might be the way to go as well. I don't think there are any Lothlorien ones, but there must be some Rivendell ones that have got... Um... Yeah, the, the the cheapest mounted Loth, like cheapest mounted striking elf is Legolas. In the Rivendell list, I believe it's actually Glorfindel for 160 points. Yeah, that's a bit costly for my liking. <laughs> you could do Legolas with some um, some uh, Thranduil's Hall um, guys. Is that 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 must be a green ally as well? So I think that could that could potentially work. Yeah. Um. Do you have to have a you have to have a hero of fortitude? Do you, or can you ally in the the um the small heroes, the minor heroes? You can it think... uh, ally in minors. Yeah. At the moment, you yeah, just need you, at least one can. fortitude. Okay, so oh, you, you're thinking Arwen. I was thinking, I was thinking Arwen, or I was thinking of just instead of this, um, dropping all the Gladrum cavalry and going for um Thrandall's halls and the um the cavalry, which are much cheaper in his army list. So if I take say Thrandall, uh, the elk, and then a bunch of um the Merkled cavalry, they they end up being and that could work too. They end up being cheaper. Yep. It basically plays exactly the same. You know, move twelve though, but then you have a Thranduil who can just walk up to things and hit them. I think the Galadriel move ten now. Anyway, no, I'm pretty sure that one thing that they retained was their move twelve. No, I think that they, the thing that they've got now is Fleetfoot over Rivendell Knights, which oh. Fleetfoot. Yeah, so they can move through woods. Uh, yep, I am. Yeah. I am even more shattered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're do not that. even fancy horses anymore. <laughs> yeah, do that. Fleetfoot is like whatevs. Yeah. Oh, it's it's good if you have a heavily wooded board, but yeah, I like the idea of just a, a yeah. The Merkwood Cav would work because you'd get Thranduil on on either a horse or an elk. I prefer the elk, but the horse is fine. And then his knights, you probably only end up with one warband because of the cost, or maybe you can squeeze a captain in, but the captain's not mounted at that point. So uh, I think that's probably the way to go. It still plays exactly the same. The idea that your cavalry do not go in under any circumstances unless uh, the things have been disrupted. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Agreed. Cool. So uh, let's move on to the next underused model. And uh, Carly, you already uh, uh, touched on this one. Um, this was the Haldir without um, without any armor. So I, I love this model, and I don't have it. Um, I really wish I had a, a version of this. But and um, that that scene in the Fellowship of the Ring where you meet Haldir for the first time, and you know the Fellowship is surrounded. And I just love that the idea of of taking that guy into into fights and, and and you know protecting the the woodland realm so uh, uh challenge jeremy ha- have you got a army list with um a, a halder without any armor yes i do so i've got similar to kylie's idea i've gone for the infantry lothlorien i've gone for uh Haldir with the cloak and the bow so there's a few models of the unarmored Haldir. one of them that came out had the cloak and the bow and i think that was the nicer looking of the other ones it was an original one mm. that had just the sword um, wasn't my favourite. It was a bit small, and uh, I don't use that model very often. It kind of points forward, and it's a bit. Uh, it's not quite as nice, but still, both of them are very nice. Yeah, yeah they, they look good, and, and if you paint them up, they look good. They be- look better than the plastics in this set. But anyway, I've gone for three wood elf warriors with daggers, uh, the throwing daggers. Three of the warriors with throwing daggers and spear. So I've gone for throwing daggers with my spearmen. I've gone for four with bow and two sentinels. So I've got quite a bow-heavy warband to start with Haldir. So he's got a bow, and he's got the, the two shots, I believe, with two sentinels and four wood elf warriors with bow, and then everyone else has daggers. So a pretty, pretty deadly shooting avoidance uh, warband to start with. 
My next warband is similar. I've gone for the captain with bow and throwing daggers. The wood elf warriors with throwing daggers. Three of them. Three with throwing daggers and spear. Four with elf bow and two with sent- uh, two sentinels. Exactly the same warband except uh, the captain instead of Haldir because my spreadsheet wouldn't allow me two copies of Haldir for some reason. And to back this all up, I've gone for... Haldir's brought his brother along. I've gone for Rumil with the, the cloak. I've gone for nine guards of the Gladrum Court and one guard of the Gladrum Court with the banner. So there's my banner. There's my combat warband. It's basically a pike block. Yes, they've got more armor on, but they don't have a lot of shields except for Rumil. But I think that, that basically, when combat does happen, that warband runs directly behind whatever warband I've got that gets caught and just backs them up with the pikes. Yeah, those those fight six models are so powerful, aren't they? They're, they're just so useful to have around. That's easily the strength of so I can see that being uh, that can be pretty have a lot of potential. So, how many bows did you say you had in total? I've got a total of two heroes with bows. So I've got Haldir and the Wood Elf Captain both have bows. Then I have uh, eight Wood Elf Warriors with bow and four Sentinels with bow. So that that works out well. And then I've got another twelve models with throwing daggers. Although one of the captains also has throwing daggers. And I've come up to a total of seven hundred points. So I'm a few points under. But 700 points, 37 models, seems to be a decent number. It's it's a little bit fragile, but it's it's the classic avoidance list where basically everything can operate when it's not in combat. It doesn't it doesn't care if it doesn't engage. If it does engage, it hits you with the banner and the the Gladrum Court behind with so many attacks that it should be able to wipe up small warbands reasonably well. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. <laughs> that, that that's it. That's yeah. I like it as well. Uh, I'm, I'm liking about this idea is that um, uh, it, it means that you kind of naturally build in stuff that matches um, the model. So we've got Haldir without armor, so therefore we're getting a lot of Wood Elves in our, our list, which is pretty cool. So that's exactly what I went with um, with my army list. So I, I'm going for a big, full 1,000-point army, um, and you'll see the theme in a few minutes. Um, so I'm going to start with the one I have to have. Uh, that's Haldir, Bow and Cloak. Um, his warband is a sentinel, three elf bows, and eight elves with spears. So that's a full full warband for Haldir. Um, and the army is led by Galadriel, um, with three guard of the Galadrian court, because there aren't going to be loads of guards for uh, Galadriel, so it's all nice and themey. Um, five wood elves with throwing daggers, six uh, wood elves with bow, uh, and one uh, banner, uh, Galadrian with a shield. Um, and then we've got... Uh, Celeborn, um, who hasn't got his armor. Um, we've got five uh, wood elves with dagger, five wood elves with bow, five wood elves with spear, and finally Rumil with four uh, elf bows, four daggers, and four spears. So you've got you've got the whole family gang there, all protecting the woods uh, of Lothlorien. And yeah, I, I like I like the theme. You've got an awful lot of bows. Um, we've got we've got a central in there as well, but. But mainly the power here, as as both of you have focused on with your list, is is just avoidance, bows, shooting, staying back as long as you can, and hopefully uh, with a uh, something like a blinding light up from the Galadriel, you'll be able to protect your wood elves until uh, until the enemy has withered uh, with bow fire, until you can collapse in and surround with everything else and send in the daggers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I like it. Uh, that's fragile with the the Caliborn without the armor and these sort of ones. So you have to once again use it as a bit of a scalpel. But it it's the mm-hmm. one way you can do that. You, it's the army list you can get away with not having all the armor involved. So 
I think it's very functional. Once again, it's an avoidance list, so you need lots of time to play it, but it looks like a fun list. Yeah, absolutely. And and the one thing that I uh, changed if I was trying to avoid the, the theme, uh, trying to dodge that theme a little bit, is uh, give Celeborn a sword so he's not unarmed. But other than that, um, I, I think, and I can easily drop a bow or something like that at one guy to to make up for that. But but yeah, I, I like a thousand points. You know, you've got something like 60 elves um, with with around uh, around a third with bows, with Sentinel and Galadriel to shut people down. And you do have Celeborn and um, Rumil, who are pretty pretty monstrous heroes at times. So, yeah, I can I can see it doing okay. Yeah, I think it's fair to give Celeborn an Elven Blade. I mean, it's not, you know, hard to imagine you'd have a small Elven Dagger, you know, hiding underneath his uh, loincloths, as it were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they're, they're just wanting to the the nice uh, Celeborn that's um, hovering around um, uh, Galadriel is, is the nice one. Um, maybe I'd also add in the... Um, uh, the the little um, bowl of uh, water, the mirror of Galadriel, uh, as well, just for fun, really. But but for twenty five points, I mean, I think I think uh, it's probably better to have a couple of elves with some bows. At a thousand points, I would actually take the mirror. Yeah, and I suppose with four heroes, yeah, it, it could certainly be useful. Definitely. There you go. Yeah, that's especially when you got three three fate heroes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because uh, Rumil doesn't have a lot of fate, does he? Nor does Haldir, so it could be very useful. There you go. That's that's interesting. So um, Haldir with unarmored, uh, with no armor, and and the gang. So um, I've uh, you, Jeremy. This is one that you came up with, um, which I haven't actually got a list or, a list for. Um, but you you said you don't see enough Master of Lake Town. Yeah, Master of Lake Town's a, a, one of those characters that just doesn't feel like you get the value out of him that that you could. So I've tried to, to think of a list that, that will show off his ability. And that that's a tricky one because it's one of those ones that uh, it's going to be very specialized if you have the models. So I've gone for a 500-point uh, Master of Lake Town list. Now, I have learned through painful experience that you don't make the Master of the Lake Town the leader because he's he runs away. He doesn't like to fight combat. So if you draw a scenario where he has to be the Contest of Champions, he's in trouble. He's really works better as a, a support hero. Um, if he does work at all. So I've gone for a Army of Lake Town list, pure list. It's got Bard the Bowman, just kept him blank. So it's just Bard the Bowman on foot, no armor, just just in his sort of dance around Lake Town and avoid the guards form, even though he's leading the guards. Uh, he's going to lead 12 guardsmen. Um, it's an even 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Four, just sword, four spear, and four with bow. So that that's the I believe that's the pack you get now, the 12 models. Then I have the Master of Lake Town with an identical warband. So he's got the the 4-4-4. Both of those could have another three, but I've decided not to. I've gone for Alfred the Counselor because if you have the Master, you might as well have the Counselor as well. So he's got a small mini warband of 2-2-2. So two swords, two spears, two bows of the Lake Town Guard. And finally, I've gone for Braga, who's the Captain of the Guard. The actual, um, the Captain of the Guard model, the Lake Town Captain model, looks a lot like Braga. So I feel like in this army list, you could do that pretty well. And I don't have any captains to confuse him with. So Braga leading uh, 4-4-4. So very simple army list. Just a small 46 models at 500 points. Uh, you've got Bard and a good amount of bows. So Bard and 14 bowmen means you can shoot for, for lots of time. Alfred's probably going to give his might to Bard, but if he gives it to the Master of Lake Town, that's not necessarily bad because the Lake Town, the up the fight though rule works on all of the, the Lake Town guard. 
and especially for Braga is pretty good with it because he goes up to, I believe, fight five after you spend the point of might with the master. So that can be pretty handy as well. So it's a it's basically a, a human infantry spam list. Yeah, how many models did you say it was in total? That's that sounds like forty six at five hundred points. Yeah, that that's a that's a powerful number for. I, I guess you've got here, but you've also got the hitting power of Bard, which you know that that's not to be sniffed at. Especially, I mean, maybe give, if you, if you had a horse or something, he'd be he'd be super powerful. But I like the the fact that he's. He's in his uh, his guys wandering around the, uh, the 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 town, Lake Town. That's 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 pretty cool. Say, I think um, sometimes people underestimate um, the advantages you get from being on foot, and that smaller base size, you don't think it's an advantage compared to the horse, but it at times can be extremely extremely important. Just being able to slip into nooks and crannies that you wouldn't be able to otherwise get into. And it makes it a lot easier for the rest of your army to box out for that hero. Because of the larger base size means you more models can get into them. Sometimes they can get swamped and taken down a little bit easier. So yeah. I actually don't mind heroes being on foot as much these days as as opposed to being on horse. And I suppose you can uh, be, you're trapped by fewer models as well. So you know against against someone like Bard who's attacked, it's going to be a lot harder to. Uh, to win those combats than if you had a horse and you trap them and you got an, a few extra spaces with a few more people. So yeah, the, 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 there's there's a up and down with them, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, did you, Carly? Did you have a, a an army list with uh, the leader of the late town? Uh, I have the model, I have the army, but I have not written an army list because I ran out of time. And I, I. I've always found the Master of Lake Town as well being really a really disappointing model. Like there's so much potential for having a really fun special rule. Like I think it was would have been amazing if you could stack it to so spend multiple points of might to keep getting multiple stacks on that fight value. So to be able to maybe even bring your Lake Town up to say you know fight four or fight five could be really like even for just one turn could be really really fun way of changing a game up. But the fact that it's only the one pip sometimes it can be a little bit disappointing and it kind of relies also just uh, um, on having alfred around as well because um you've only got two points of might and to up the fight value of you know uh, warriors of lake town for like fight three or something it, it feels like a bit of a mm, bit of a it, it's not really worth a, a point of might to upgrade those people for fight four for one turn it feels mm. a bit yeah a bit weak a bit weak i'll give you that i'm just curious uh, i Remember if it's a banner roll as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It's a six-inch banner as well. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that does help a bit. That's true. Sorry, Jeremy, you were going to say something. Yeah, I was. Sorry about that. I've got another version of the list because we've, we've, uh, you've let me down and me being the only one doing it. So I've got a 700 version of it. It uses the initial one. So 700. It adds three more Lake Town guards. So Bard's Warband goes up to the full 15. So we've got uh, the 555. Five, five. But I've, I've allied in the amazing Thorin's company. So I've got in this list, I'll just see where I've got, four dwarves, uh, Killy, Philly, uh, was it Oin and Biffa as well? They're the ones I believe that were at Lake Town. Uh, I see where you're going with this. I see where you're going with this. So you've got a... So they've got... So they're the ones that give each other points and stuff, aren't they? Uh, more that they were just the ones in the movie that were that were at Lake Town and had the Lake Town armour and things. So... I've basically gone for just the ones that were there. There a whole bunch of like 
Fumite to attack models, which actually work really well with this list because they give you a, a small front to fight with. Yeah, I can see that being so. So, which one? Which ones are you going for? Uh, Killy, Buffer, Philly, and Philly and Killy. Killy, Philly, right. Biffa, Ori. Is it Ori? No, okay. Oin. So for, for those playing at home, so for for you, for those playing at home, it's the healing one. The yeah, sorry, one I got the wrong that name. gets to shrug off magic and special rules, and the twins. Yeah, I can. See. Oh, yeah, that's that's nice. And you've got a cool. Yeah, it gives you that little extra power, doesn't it? That um that perhaps you were lacking in in a, in a normal list. But I, I, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can see that that having potential definitely. Yeah, it's oh, sorry. I, I've got the numbers quite a little bit wrong, so I had to drop a lake down guard. But it does it does make it playable at seven hundred. Once again, fifty plus models at seven hundred is fine. And now you've got a big wall of heroes. So you've got three dwarf fighting heroes. You've got Brago, who's a fighter. You've got Bard, who's a fighter. That's five heroes that can make a bit of a wall. And then everyone else basically goes into to holding off formation and trying to avoid combats. And they can do a fair bit. And then if the enemy doesn't engage you, you've got so much missile fire as well still. And it, it's a list that, that can play very well. It doesn't like things that kill very quickly or uh, monsters and things like that. But it's, it's a pretty solid list. Yeah, and the shenanigans with the um, uh, the, the uh, Alfred the Counselor will will help you boost up some of the might. Can he only give it to late town heroes, or is it? Uh, can he give it to the dwarves as well? No, That'd he can't give cool. it to the dwarves. Nah, that's a shame. But hey, yeah, it's still you've got loads of might there. You've got big some big heroes that can uh, choppy chop. That mm. sounds cool. Excellent. Okay, so I think um, unless I'm missing any, um, those are all the good models that. Uh, that I wanted people to include in their army. So, um, should we move on to evil? Yes. Let's start with um, a, a, a returning model. Um, I believe, I don't know whether it was just made to order or whether back in the actual range officially but there has certainly been a profile recently restored for this model and that is golfing bull the famous uh, orc uh, for um, inventing golf well sort of uh, combined with uh, bull roarer of course in the battle in the shire um golfing bull he, he's in the new scouring of the shire book um, but he's actually in an angmar army list and um i, I love this model because He's um he feels very much like a traditional old Warhammer fantasy orc um who's just sort of stumbled in his way into uh, the Middle Earth range. He kind <laughs> of stands out a bit. Um he looks a little ugly in some ways and a bit sort of old fashioned, but there's something about about the model that I just I, I really like. I like the 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 kind of style of it. So um let's build uh, an army around around this guy. So uh, I'll, I'll kick us off with a 500 point. Angmar force, including Golfimble. And I've gone pretty simple. Um, I've gone kind of uh, pretty much full war bands. But let's start with Golfimble, who is the leader. He's got strike and strength and stuff. So, And he's got that, He's got a special um, fate uh, save that, that on a five plus he ignores a, a, fate, a, a wound and stuff like that. So he can be quite powerful. Um, he's on a warg. So let's go with uh, seven warg riders uh, with shield and throwing spear in support uh, with four orcs with spear, uh, sorry, uh, spear and shield. So we've got two with orc, uh, orcs with spear and two with shield um, and then a spectre. 
the only kind of magical person in the army is, is Spectres because I didn't want to focus too much on um, the spirits leading them and giving them uh, all the terror. I just wanted to be something you can imagine charging into the Shire and, uh, and taking on uh, the Bull Roarer. So uh, we've also got more uh, fast-moving people. We've got a Wild Warg Chieftain, and these guys can be so powerful. They're, they've got the huge movement. They've got so the strength six and things like that. So, yeah, they're really powerful. Really like them. Um, he's leading uh, eight Wild Wargs and two Orcs of Spear, two Orcs of Shield. Then uh, we've got uh, more fast-moving stuff. We've got an Orc Captain uh, on Shield and Warg um, uh, with Shield and uh, Warg, and he's got... Uh, five orcs with shield with him, five orcs with spear, an orc with a banner, and uh, one spectre. So that leaves you with 39 models. You've got a march. You've got a wild wild chief with eight wargs. You've got so much fast-moving stuff in there. You've got the throwing spears on the charge, things like that from golfing ball. And you've got a striker. So... And you've got a bit of uh, spectre activity there as well, just to try and uh, try and maybe pull some people out and give you the extra charges and stuff like that. But, but yeah, 39 models, no bows. That's, that's going to be a, an issue. But then to be fair, orcs or bows, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty rubbish sometimes. So yeah, I'm pretty happy, happy with that one. Actually. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Cause it's almost exactly the same as mine. <laughs> so No, uh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. So I'll just talk about yours and then I'll mention the differences in mine. Uh, I do like that at 500 points, there's a lot of differences in armies, so you can get away with some some interesting choices of characters. Golfing Bull is not your best general, not your typical one, but he'll do at 500 points. And a couple Spectres will help out, and the Warg Riders are a pretty decent cavalry, especially at the low points levels. You've got some Orcs filling in to, do, to move around. The Warg Chieftain is a pretty heavy hitter. He's not the best hero again, but he's he's hard to take out. He's got the Terror as well, so... You've got some a good mix of things. The Wags are a good support. It's an army list that, that a good player can definitely make something out of. So I do like it. And I, I actually like it for, for yeah, some demo games. And, and this is the kind of thing that you could throw together. It shows off a big range of models from, from the Middle Earth range. You could definitely use it as someone's like introduction game or like at a club level game to give them a taste of different things. What does infantry do? What does magic do with the specters a little bit? Like, I know it's not real magic, but it feels like it a bit. And the the infantry as well. You've got a bit of choices. You've got a hero that's got some strike ability, but it's not a guarantee to go and take down something big either. So you've got some choices. I quite like it. And I like it so much that I've almost made an identical army. So my army is going to be Goldfimble, the Orc Chieftain and Warg. Now, I am not using the original model. I am going to modify it heavily. So I'm going to I'm going to chop up a Warg Chieftain probably or another Warg, give him a nice big mount. I'm going to, I don't know, do something about his pose. He, he's not my favorite model. Uh, and then I'm going to give him, same as you, seven Warg Riders with Throwing Spear and Shield. But I'm also going to go for two Warg Riders with Orc Bow. So I've got nine Warg Riders in his uh, Warband. Second Warband, like you, I've gone for the Chieftain and eight Wild Wargs. So another, it's not a Cavalry Warband, but it's my fast-moving infantry Warband. And then my Warband 3 is where we differ a little bit. I've gone for a Barrow White. Uh, because there was, in the old Scare in the Shire book, and I think the new one as well, no, maybe not the new one, there was a scenario where they had some Barrow Whites invading the Shire, so I thought that's a good one to go as well. Uh, I've gone for one Angmar Orc Warrior with Banner Spear Shield, six Angmar Orc Warriors with Spear and Shield, and five Deadmarsh Spectres. So I've gone very heavy on their Spectres, because I figured that's going to be the key to getting this army to do what it wants to do. 
Yeah, I think that's really solid, actually. Yeah, the and I, I mean, I went away from the Spectres and and the uh, the because I felt like man, the 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 golfing ball does it. It didn't seem like he had lots of magicy stuff uh, taking into the Shire, but but I mean, in in terms of an actual army, I think yours is probably more solid than mine. And um, you know, you could easily go with something like a shade or something, but then it's throwing the points up so much that um, I, I don't know. I mean, my army, I I, I could potentially throw. Um, uh, throw a sort of uh, an ally in there somewhere because I'm not really using the army bonus. So a convenient ally would be uh, potentially make mine more convenient to get a bigger, bigger hitting hero. But, you know, even if it's something like, I don't know, Mordor, uh, throw in someone like the uh, Shagrat or something like that. And um, that, that could be quite cool. But yeah, I'm, I, I like yours. Um, uh, Kanye, have you, have you uh, had a, had a delve into the, the world of golf? And- oh, oh, oh yes. I most <laughs> certainly have. See, I'm not sure if you know, Harry, but Angmar is my jam. Yeah. It's my jam. Yes, I do it's, know. <laughs> it's, my favorite ar- it's my favorite army list for many, many reasons. So aside from me uh, having played golf and ball in a couple of my uh, tournament armies, replacing captains and whatnot, I've decided to, to actually uh, kind of spiel a little army that I have been slowly chipping away at and had a cracker and was just so much fun to play with. It lost, but... It, it was. It just had a lot of craziness happen during the game, so I'm not going to give out like the warband structures or whatever because you can you can change it up however you want. But basically, the army is the Witch King of Angmar with Crown of Morgul, Horse, Morgul Blade, three five three for extra might, will and fate. Gulvar because of course, an orc <laughs> captain on Wag with shields, uh, an Angmar orc shaman on Wag, Golfumble on Wag. 12 Wag Riders with Throwing Spear and Shield, 6 Wag Riders with Orc Bow, and 1 Wag Rider with Banner and Shield. So this is an all-mounted Angmar army. Mm, nice. And Ooh. it is so much fun to play. So Golfumble actually provides a, a really critical like niche in this army because there's two things that Golfumble has going for him. One is the fact that he's Courage 4, which is really kind of out of the norm for a lot of Orcs. And two, he has two will, which means he's actually really, really solid at capturing objectives for you. So whilst the rest of your army kind of runs in and, like, blows itself up or blows up whatever it's charging, Golfumble can sit at the back of the board, you know, with his two will, two might, and, and a... um and uh, he's Courage 4, and pretty reliably captured objectives. It's hard to shoot him out because he's got that 5-plus, you know, hey, look at me, I can just shrug off all these wounds um, if I roll well enough. And he's got the Wag, which adds an extra in the way if you need it. So he's actually pretty good at, you know, doing some backline shenanigans, outflanking, running onto objectives and fun stuff like that, while the rest of your army goes and deals with whatever it needs to deal with. And I'm intrigued, at what points level would you ideally want to be playing this? Because you've got some big hitters in there with Gullivar yeah. and the Witch so, King. Um, so so this, guessing... is an, this is an 800-point army. Hmm. Um, it managed all right. Um, uh, mind you, I was playing against an army that didn't auto-pass Terra. So the Terra yeah. was helping out a lot um, in, in the list. But I've ran Golfumble in just kind of standard, bog-standard, front-to-back um, Angmar armies and just run him with, you know, three Wag Riders and, and himself. And they actually do, you know, a fairly damn good job. I mean, it comes in at just, I think, around 90-odd points. 
from memory. Uh, yeah, it comes in at 99 points. No, nice. 89 points. Yes, 89 points for three Wild Riders and Golf and Ball. And that can be a really solid addition to any Angmar army just to kind of run in, grab objectives, you know, have a decent courage that's away from your army. Because the jump from courage three to courage four, especially when you have the two will on top of it too, is actually fairly significant and can help you stay on objectives that, you know, a normal or captain would otherwise run away from. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of uh, Golf and Bull as being uh, objective captured. Mainly, mainly because I was uh, the 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 strike distracted me because I'm mm. thinking, oh yeah, this guy you want him, yeah. want him to be getting involved, but actually, yeah, he's he's much he's not exactly an amazing combat hero. So having him sitting on objectives is probably not not a terrible idea. And um, I was intrigued yeah. just before we um, move on and stuff. And um, uh, the 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 wither from uh, the Angmar Orc Shaman is that the idea of of including the Orc Shaman to have a uh, uh, to have that wither to maybe uh, just wither someone when they're about to beat Gulliver in combat or something like that. Is that the main inclu- reason for that? Yeah, pretty much. It's also an enabler for the Witch King. So you can, because the army is wholly mobile, you need another mobile spellcaster. And the Angmar Orc Shaman fills that role as a, just a cheap spellcaster that you can go, right, I'm going to wither Elrond. He has to, he uses will to to block the spell. And then the Witch King goes in and throws a transfix. Or if they're worried about the transfix, they let the Wither go through and then you punish them by taking, you know, an Elrond or a Glorfindel down to strength one or two. Nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's nice and offensive because it forces the tempo of the game quite a bit. So if your main hitter's getting Withered, you feel like you need to get things done really quickly. So it also can force mistakes quite Mm. a bit. It, It is frustrating to play against because it's one of those ones that tends to go through more than you expect it to. And you throw away either a lot of resources and then the witch can get you, or you, you don't and you end up with a, a hero that doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I can imagine that. Just, you know, one yeah. wither per turn, you know, it's a three plus. So, yeah, I can see it. I can see it, you know, being just, oh, I've got a three. Do I spend a point of will? Do I spend two? And then, you know, it, yeah, I can I can see that really working. And and it is really annoying if, you're, if your hero is not doing mm. the doing the good stuff. Yeah, the dream game I, I had with this where I, I, I lost on the very last turn because the Witch King got popped by uh, Boromir from just silly, silly, bad combat rolls. Uh, but that's another story. But one of the really kind of key aspects in that particular game was it kind of showcased a bit of what Golfenball can do because he was he was out on the flank with two Wargriders uh, in domination and he was sitting between the two objectives providing a stand fast. And my opponent at that point decided to run around the corner and started throwing at my objectives to Citadel Guard. And Golf and Bull being lower fight value, I went, well, hang on, I've got strike here. I could easily run in, kill one, and have pretty much lock lock this combat up and, and mop these guys up. So that's what kind of Golf and Bull strike is actually really handy to do. If your opponent sends like an elf or a high fight value uh, model, like a guard in the fountain court or, or a Kazakh guard or something like that, you can stick Golf and Bull into that combat strike up and just knock that guy out of the, out of the fight, just to kind of remove that problem. Because when you're on those kind of flanks, the model is more important than the might point at that point because you need to be holding onto your objective and a model like just sneaking onto it can just ruin your plans and ruin your day, just rob your VPs that you would otherwise need to win the game. So Golf and Bull, is, he's just fantastic at mopping up those like little mini skirmishes on the on the sides. He's not really a run in and beat the big guy down 
kind of hero, but he's really good at, you know, mopping up little skirmishes and keeping you around at the end game. Yeah, really, really good thoughts out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, see, I, I really like the golf and to convert some other stuff, but there's, there's, there's something charming and slightly, you know, delightful about how, how crap it is. But, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, so now we've got some uh, sticking in the uh, the scouring of the Shire theme. I mean, you might have guessed that I've got the scouring of the Shire book from the fact that I wanted people to use Bull Roarer, Goldfimble, and Ruffians. Um, so this is a, another model that, you know, everyone has said things like, uh, you know, that this is the, the ruffians, an army of ruffians is going to be just terrible. Um, but I'd like to see people using ruffians. So um, would you guys uh, like to have a crack at a ruffian army list? Uh, anyone want to go for Yeah, I'll go for one. Um, I've gone for the red allies for, for this one. I've, I've Oh no, so have I. <laughs> so I'm going for... Oh, okay, cool. I, um, I didn't want to just go for the standard ruffian list because I think that's pretty straightforward. You just take as many ruffians as possible. So I've tried to go for something a little bit interesting. Uh, it's going to be uh, 650 points. So once again, a decent sized game. Uh, I've gone for Sid Briarthorn, the ruffian chief. So he's the the big one, uh, big one for ruffians. He's leading 15 ruffians. So six of them are not with nothing. Four of them have a whip and five of them have a bow. So... Decent missile fire for basically really rubbish troops. Like, these are the worst of the worst troops, and they're quite expensive. Then we've got uh, mm. Rowan Thistlewood. So, once again, the, the wood names and names after trees and all kinds of things. Uh, he's got a similar warband, five ruffians, three with whip, and four with bow. So, I've maxed out on ruffians in those two warbands. I've got uh, 27 ruffians and the two heroes. So, that's allowed me to spend big on other things. So, I've allied in a Dark Denizens of Mirkwood list. So I've gone for basically men of the woods with with foresty creatures around them to, for support. So I've got a spider queen, which is the hero you have to take. I've gone for four Mirkwood spiders, which are fantastic flankers. They've got the the webs that can paralyze things, which means ruffians could actually do something. They've they're they're really good at, at objective holding and and uh, scaring heroes away. I've gone for six giant spiders, which are the, basically the only thing in my force that hits really hard, other than the spider queen. So they've got the good fight value. They've got the small ur bases of the spiders, they're not tiny bases, but they're small enough that you can actually get them in and fight with them. I've gone for three Felwags, which are just really good for, for charging things out of sight, for being annoying, for capturing objectives. And I've gone for two Bat Swarms in the hope that I can actually win some fights with my models. So I've gone for a bit of an unorthodox army list. There's no banners in this army. It's an avoidance list, but it's an avoidance list that's a combat avoidance list. So it basically dances around and uses a lot of uh, movement without a lot of threat. So it, the throwing weapons have to be really close. I don't necessarily want to use the whips, but I will if I have to. But it dances around until the spiders and the the bats and things can get a good handle on part of the army. And then it tries to attack that and then run away. So it's a it's a, going to be a challenging list. I've only got... Uh, 45 models so even though it's ruffians that's not a huge amount but i think i could probably win a game or two with it yeah i think that's really solid i was uh, i immediately went to red allies for exactly the same reasons you have because there's just a you don't have any allies uh with a um with a ruffian list uh, other than uh, i don't well, i don't think you have any and um, because it's just timelines isn't it and um, and they just they just really struggle with just any, <laughs> doing anything uh, successfully, I, I, I look looking at. So, um, I, I'll, so I'll just take over the next one because I've got something fairly similar to to you, but uh, not not 
not not in the same family. So I've gone with, uh, as you have, Sid, uh, with 15 ruffians. So uh, just if in case people don't know which uh, which uh, ruffians are which, uh, Sid is he's got two attacks, uh, strength four, fight four, two might. Um, he has a special rule about um, uh, being a banner for uh, fellow ruffian models. So he's not too bad. Um, and uh, he's about 45 points. And then uh, 10 ruffians with whip, five ruffians with bow. Um, then I've gone with Sharky and Worm um, because I thought you kind of have to have them there, don't you? Uh, these are Sharky's rogues after all. So uh, uh, with 11 ruffians with whip, whip uh, six ruffians with bow. Of course, Worm um, filling up the other slot in his Hero of Legend Warband. Um, then the Red Allies come in and I've gone with a Shade. Um, so a Shade, 100 points um, with 12 orcs with spear. And then a Barrow White with 11 orcs with a spear and one spectre. So... So the idea here, obviously, you've got a shade and you've got the, the red allies. So you, you're going to have to be concerned about both armies being potentially uh, broken uh, with the new FAQ rules. But um, I, I haven't really been too worried about the, the, the heroic actions because obviously neither of the other two heroes are, are going to be able to do much with that. But obviously shade being irritating, that'll help with the ruffians actually winning. And then you've got, um, you know, a th- a 23 orcs with spears to support those ruffians in combat with a spectre for a little bit of shenanigans and so, uh, same with the barrow white and sharky so there's some stuff to to be able to move people around you've got 11 bows and um, so uh, 59 models and that's a 600 point army list so so it's, you know six nearly 60 models at 600 points with a shade a barrow white sharky mm. and a lot and a lot of models yeah just to kind of like um put into perspective uh, how many points did you say that army was again? Sorry? That's 600 points. 600, okay. So just kind of put in perspective, the legendary legion, the, the Sharky's Rogue's legendary legion, at 500 points takes all the heroes. You get 36 ruffians and 11 hobbits in that mm. in, in that legendary legion for 500 points. So I think if you're kind of comparing what you're your Sharky's rogues are doing compared to the legendary legion. That's kind of your baseline of where you need to kind of work out where things are going, going after that point. And I think you've done some decent things to shore up their, their weaknesses, but it's, it's really such a shame because like this kind of a army, it, it excels at low points, but the moment you start getting anywhere that, that gets you above even say 400 they're starting to look like a, a list that can get rolled through pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, and I think the uh, for these uh, the ruffians um, the, uh, legion is that the that they're gain plus one courage when they're not broken. So um, even like that, that feels like oh yeah, it's mitigating some of the um, the weaknesses of the low courage. But you don't even get it when you really, really need it in the uh, you know the end in the end game when you when you've lost all those models, which let's be honest, they're pretty rubbish um, <laughs> for fighting anything. So um, yeah, that's why I, I thought the main the main weakness is spears, um, and the only way to get spears in is allying someone. And if I'm going to ally something, I might as well ally a shade because then it, you've got that extra bonus. But I mean, I'm still not confident that this is, this would actually be able to win me many games. The lack of might and the lack of strike and all that sort of stuff would make it pretty tough to beat any big heroes but i guess the shade works works in your favor there so i'm intrigued kylie did you did you come up with a, a ruffian 
Uh, no, well, kind of my, my list was literally just the legendary legion and talking about what I just talked about with the legendary <laughs> legion. So you're, you're, um, so that's the one with the hobbits as well. So you've got some of the, the hobbits, which is, yeah. Amazing. So the, the legendary legion is a little interesting. Um, cause you got a couple of like interesting interactions with, with the big, with the, with the, with the, the sharky and the leaders and stuff. And as I said, I think if, if you're going to a tournament at low points levels, You'll have some fun with this. Like you have whips, you have a lot of bows, you have some cute little tricks you can do with Ted Sandyman and uh, and, uh the, the the Rowan the the oh. Rowan dude, the dude that sets strain features on fire. Yep. Piece of wood. Yeah. He's he's kind of fun. Oh, is that what he does? That's quite cool. Yeah, yeah. He sets strain features on fire. And that that's that's kind of fun. So those kind of Heroes, you know, at low points, they can be they can be really fun to use. And I think if you ever come across like a little two fifty point tournament or a three hundred point tournament, take these guys, go nuts, just grab all the heroes, grab as many ruffians and hobbits as you can physically fit in the list, and just have some fun. Because even if you, no matter what army list you pull pull up against, at that points level, your list is going to have a chance of winning. But if you if you're looking at taking them at a big points level, I would shy away from it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I mean even even six hundred that I've gone would just felt uh, felt too many really. Um, but I yeah I, I can I can I can see my army they're doing okay in in some scenarios in certain armies. But yeah, I mean it's never it's never good with the strongest choices at this one. Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we've uh, we've only got a few more models that I would really to uh, include in your. So um, let's go with. Um, a, a Harad favourite from uh, yesteryear, which has got a cool base and it's everything that that you want really in a in a model. Um, this is the Golden King of Abrakan. So um, it, he's, I think, I guess, I guess loses out because you've got some pretty strong heroes now um, in in a Harad list. Whether it's you know the the, uh, the betrayer, I think it is, and the um, uh, and Sullivan, of course. So, so Golden King, 130 points. Um, uh, Jeremy, uh, have you got a list for the Golden King? I do, but firstly, I am going to get rid of that stupid two-circle base that was designed for the old War of the Ring game <laughs> to fit in the tray. I think that's lazy, terrible, terrible design. The model falls apart. It's not designed to hold together on that. I'm going to put it on an oval base, and too bad for everyone else. I know that, yes, I don't get one model traps anymore, but I also don't get trapped by two models as well. So there's there's... Twos and fros, I don't think it affects gameplay that much. It's just such a terrible thing to have two circles as the the model. It's, it doesn't work properly. It doesn't work very well at all. It's weird. So I'm changing the base for a start. So I've got my golden I king. I think it looks cool. I'll put it out there. I think it looks cool. Have you got the model? <laughs> have you ever held it together? It's it's a pile of metal on the ground. <laughs> no, I have never owned but I can imagine it being it a doesn't stay together. frustrating model. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's pretty awful. It's pretty awful. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Uh, cool. So I've got the Golden King, which I actually, I do like the model. I, I quite like it. I, I would change the base, but I, I like the model. He's got uh, nine African Merchant Guards, so the big fatties with the two-handed sword, which can hit really hard. He's got one Harajim Warrior with banner and spear and five Harajim Warriors with spear. Now, I think he's got a banner effect as well, but I always want to go for a banner as well in my combat units for scenarios and things. So uh, that's a, a pretty yeah, solid... Yeah, I think he, he... Doesn't he spend a point of will to be a banner or something? Oh no, he actually has a banner, and it officially is a banner rather than a banner effect. Oh, okay. 
Well, anyway, I've got an extra banner. That's all right. I might be able to, to switch it around to the other warband. But I've got a banner in my army list. And my second warband, keeping it really simple, is just going to be a Haradrim Chieftain with bow, uh, horse, and then 12 Haradrim Raiders with spear uh, and the bow. So both spear and the bow. I'm going for the max uh, bows that I can. I've got just one combat unit. I've got one cavalry unit. I've got 500 points, which is that weird points level, which I really like because you can go for something big and then you get a small amount of models, or you can go for a horde of up to 50 models if you want to. And I think this will be a fun list to play. I don't know if it will be the most effective way of playing it, but I kind of like it. It means the Golden King has to get his points worth. He has to be doing stuff, and he's quite expensive. So he has to be fighting combat. He has to be then, at the end of the game, bribing people uh, for me to win. And I, I like that. This guy is definitely a guy. That, uh, he could be a feature. Uh, I like using the Haradrim Cavalry. I think they're, they're great fun to use. They hit really hard. They're fragile. The game is going to finish quickly. There's no way I'm timing out in a tournament with this list. I think it's going to be a fun list to try. It's going to be a challenge. It can win its own games, but it can also lose spectacularly as well. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I do. I must admit, I really do like the um, the, the riders because I've converted a few up from uh, just because I had numerous, numerous Haradrim spears um, that I just wanted to use in some way. So I've chopped up a load of old riders of Rohan as well. So I, I've got loads and loads of those guys now. So I'm, I'm really liking that. And I think the the having loads of the Abrican Guard is probably a solid idea as well. But um, I, I've focused on something slightly different um, for my Golden uh, King list, mainly because um, I want to utilize that that army, that, that sort of special rule that he's got with the uh, Riches Beyond Renown. So he spend, he's got six will points. Um, and he can spend any number of them to uh, to reduce people's courage tests. So um, I, I quite like this idea. So I was I thought right, I'm make sure that your uh, enemy heroes are going to really struggle to get into combat with me. Uh, so I've gone uh, to start off with Golden King, 130 points, with 15 Harad warriors with spear, so fully maxed out uh, warband there. And uh, I've got a, a betrayer with uh, the fell beast. Uh, for 170, and uh, he's got with him 15 Harad bows. Um, so I'm thinking Harad, uh, the bows at the front, 15 spears behind, or, well, uh, and well, I'll, I'll tell you, my allied army uh, the uh, is going to be Mordor, so I've got an allied, uh, this is Green Alliance, so it's all good, um, and I'm going to put a ring wraith on foot with uh, two might, 12 fate, uh, sorry, 12 will and one fate uh, for 130 points, and this is going to have 12 black Numenorians in the front. So, um, the idea being the Golden King stands there um, spending will to stop heroes charging into or try and prevent heroes charging into uh, the line of Black Numenorians, which is helped by the Harbinger of Evil. So, um, and then you've got some pretty solid guys uh, chomping away at um, uh, with a sort of spear front line with some high defense in the front. And then you've got 15 bows just to generally uh, fire up the bows and you've got the Betrayer so you can get the everything poisoned and you've got a big fell beast to do some choppy choppy action so that's 42 models 15 bows for 750 points and they're all yeah they're all full warbands basically so mm, i like that one yeah i like the the fact that you've got the the wraiths as well with the, that that budget wraith can be doing the the drain courage on the heroes as well so they've got a couple really good heroes just by throwing that one point of will a turn spell at them in addition to any of the bribery or the terror, means that they can feel really hopeless. And once you put the pressure on just because they feel like the hero is not going to do much, and then you've got the potential to go for the, the flash kills as well with the compels and the, 
the the fell beast around. So and the Golden King hits really hard as well. So you've got some really yeah, combat he's, potential. Yeah, he's barely and he's got like four attacks and stuff. So yeah, he's pretty solid. Yeah, I, and yeah, the, the you've hit the nail on the head there with the ring, the budget ring wraith. He's just so useful. Uh, the uh, drain courage is uh, probably my favorite spell at the moment because just draining one uh, courage. People are like ah, the first you know is on someone like say Thorin. Um, you know, courage six. You put a drain courage on him, and he's going mm, okay. There's a betrayer hovering around. Do I really want to do uh, spend a will on uh, resisting the courage? Okay, I'll take the drain courage. Now he's down to five, and then down to four with the harbinger of evil. Then the golden king spends a point of will, and then he's down to three. And then suddenly you're like, hold on a second, Thorin's going to really struggle to hit this line of black Numenorians. So, and then when when your big hero like Thorin or, or whoever is is struggling to get into combat, and um, your army starts falling apart. So yeah, that, that's that's the idea. Um, and yeah, like you say, and having a betrayer um, uh, on a fell beast just means you know, yes, he's a target, but equally, um, with all those courage problems, he's gonna he's gonna be able to pretty much pick and choose his combat. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I actually really rate this list. Um, other than the fact that the main model falls apart. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't mind the uh, terrible that you got going there. I actually have gone a slightly different route uh, to to abuse the um the Golden King's uh, special rule. But I think if you're taking the Golden King, you've you've hit the nail on the head. You need to be getting some sort of uh, benefit from that special rule. So you're gonna need your drain courages. You're gonna need your uh, your other little cheeky. Um, courage shenanigans whether that be from specters or, or other fun sources so i like it hmm. uh, did you come up with a list for for this out of interest i did Ooh. i did i can't take credit for it unfortunately um i have to give the credit to one of the boys from uh, western australia who came up with this idea i can't remember exactly who it was but it's a pretty it's a pretty rude way of using the golden king Ooh, so, go, on, go on, tell, tell. All right. So, Warbear number one, we have the Golden King of Abrakan with six Haradrim Warriors with Spear and nine Merchant Guard. In Warband number two, we have Haradrim Chieftain with Bow, six Haradrim uh, Warriors with Bow, six Haradrim Warriors with uh, Bow and Spear. So, you know, building some uh, Spowmen there, uh, as uh, some of our friends yeah, down yeah. here in Melbourne like to call it. Three uh, with three Abrakan Merchant Guard as well, just for an extra bit of hitting power. In Warband 3, there's a Taskmaster with exactly the same Warband, 633 for Bow, Bow, Spear, and Merchant Guard. In Warband number 4, we have the Betrayer on Felbeast with six Serpent Riders. And then finally, to round off our 1,000-point list, we have, from the Mortal Army list, oh. a Mortal War Catapult with Engineer Captain extra crew and severed heads <laughs> severed heads very good yes yes so as you might have guessed the whole kind of gimmick for this for this list is you stick the catapult at the back you set up your gun line of haradra mores with the betrayer lurking in behind you give them all poison you unload everything into your opponent and when your opponent runs towards you you make them fail their courage test for their heroes running away Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then you watch them cry. <laughs> if you hit with the catapult, but yes, that's a good good strategy. Well, with that's one of the cool things about the uh the war catapult like it's kind of um why it has a siege engineer captain in it is the troll allows it to re-roll. 
yeah. it's to bits and the siege captain gives you the extra couple of might that thing ain't missing very often yeah that it, it's it's really solid and you can re-roll scatter yes i think i think it does as well so yeah, yeah yeah that's pretty solid though i, I thought, and, and can we just get it right on the severed heads what what does exactly does the severed head do because uh, um so it causes the uh target to take a strength three hit and take a courage test if they f- fail the courage test it's as if they failed their courage test for being uh broken so they run away off the board oh wow they just run straight away oh that's they're cool. just they're gone is... bye-bye see you later thanks for coming nice nice yeah and if you're if you're bribing enemy heroes and stuff, that that could be that could yeah. potentially be pretty pretty cool yeah i like the idea yeah that's the troll cool. yeah the other kind of uh, other sneaky option you can do too if you wanted another way of kind of playing the list but like having the same kind of similar gimmick or if you really want to you can combine the two gimmicks together to have a super gimmick um but you can trade the catapult out in its entirety and bring in i think off the top of my head it's two barrowites and nine specters oh okay and all you it's the same principle every turn you just have every single one of your specters make your opponent's um, heroes take a courage test and you just keep waiting for them to fail. You keep throwing drain courages at them and then once they get low enough, you just pop the Golden King's Will to make them disappear off the table. Uh, to You pop the Golden King's Will to make them walk forward. You then um, paralyze them and then hit them with the strength for two-handed weapons. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Because <laughs> that, because that's one of the kind of problems that the Golden King has is that he doesn't have really good fight value. He's got garbage fight value, so the paralyze kind of gets you around that by by putting them on the ground so that they they'll just fail courage. So you don't actually throw the paralyze out until you've specter pulled them forward, and yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I can Nasty. see that being pretty horrible. Nasty way of doing it. So mean. I like no, my one because it's nice. It's not so mean. <laughs> you, didn't you have like 15 Abracanga? Yeah, but no one's crying when I'm hitting them with a catapult <laughs> and making the hero run before they've even reached combat. <laughs> That's true. That is true. No, I, like, I, like, I, I think this uh, so far these have been the most interesting list that we've come up with, mainly because we've all come up with something different. But also, um, yeah, really using the, that special rule to, to its fullest, hopefully. Um, I, can, I can see any of those lists... Being being pretty useful in tournaments, actually. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm, nice, yeah, agreed. Okay, so we've only got three models left to do. Yep. Uh, one of them, uh, Jeremy, I'll, I'll let you kick kick this one off oh, because yes. uh, of your uh, legendary uh, playing with the Dunland uh, Warriors. So uh, this this model is Thryden or Thurden or however you pronounce it, uh, Wolfsbane, the leader of the Dunland. I definitely call him Thryden Wolfsbane. But you could call okay, him something else. So I have gone for 600 points. So 600 points, it's at that level where things are starting to get nasty, but you've got a little bit of hope. The Dunland can hold their own a little bit at 600. They're, they're going to find it tough. So I've gone for Thryden Wolfsbane with Horse, of course. I've got Dunland Warrior with Banner, uh, three Dunland Warrior with Shield, two Dunland Warrior with Two-Handed Weapon, just because, wow, they're nice models. Uh, four Dunland Warriors with Bow and two Wildmen. So I've got a Warband of 12 with just assorted Dunland Rubbish, uh, it, it's got a lot of strength four in there. If you ever win any combat, you do okay. You've got a banner, but it's nothing to write home about. It's it's pretty average infantry. 
It's all on your gameplay. You need to make sure you're in the right spot. Second warband, I've gone for equally average infantry. So I've gone a Dunland Chieftain, um, and I've gone for an Axe and Shield for this one. So they're having the Axe is pretty handy because the, the Pierce is good for, for upping his already decent strength to higher levels. The Dunland Chieftain is pretty solid. So the Shield means I can use him as a tank or I can use him as my main offensive model as well. He's just a captain, but in a Dunland army, he's good. He's got a very basic warband as well. Four Dunland Warriors with Shield, two with two-handed weapon, four with bow, and two wildmen as well. Uh, just the four wildmen in the list total. They're just to take up space and give extra attacks. They're really not anything to write home about. But my warband three is where it gets interesting. So I've gone for an Urukai scout captain with shield. I've gone for seven Urukai berserkers. Uh, is that the berserkers or the ferals? I must have gone for the berserkers. And I've gone for an Urukai demolition team with an extra flaming brand. So I've got the demo team. Ooh. I would consider converting these up as Dunland Mori models uh, because I think that would be pretty solid to do, have some Dunland Berserkers if I was going to do this as an army. But I thought something different. Dunland really needs a trick of some kind, and I wanted to go to some, one that's a little bit unusual. So having having the Berserkers means you've got some serious hitting power in the army, and the Demolition Team means that I can just delete a hero if I get lucky, and I've got the absolute scare tactic. So this is... Uh, one of those almost delay tactic type armies where just the fact that I've got the bomb team means that they don't want to commit their heroes because I can blow up the world essentially. And if I'm blowing up Dunland Warriors, I don't really care because they're rubbish anyway. So it's it's a list that is is one of those like uh, it's almost a game of chicken. Like when do you want to play it? What do you want to do with it? At 600 points and 37 models, I've got enough to to have a good go at the game. And I feel like this army could hold its own, and at least it's going to make the opponent sweat a bit. Yeah, I, I think that the inclusion of the bomb is is the coup de grace there because you're right. It's it's even though um, it's not necessarily going to uh, uh, pay off every time and kill what you want it to. It's that that fear you can almost deny, uh, you know, deny a, a portion of the battlefield, but because of it, and you can condense everything into a certain area, and and you know that's when your your big big Dunland heroes can actually do some choppy damage potentially um, uh, and just then you hover up behind with a bomb so that you may be your Aragorns of the of the world like oh I don't really want to get involved there and, and all this sort of stuff so so you, yeah yeah I, I really like that pretty cool idea I, I hadn't thought of that I was I was thinking of scouts uh, in another way for my army but um, uh, maybe we should move on to that after Kylie has given her list uh, what what have you got for Thryden Kylie all right so this one's a bit a bit out there. Um, I I quite like Thryden, but he needs he needs someone to enable his sheer raw combat potential. So that person is going to be Saruman. Mm. So we have Saruman leading the force, uh, and he his warband. He has uh, nine Dunlin warriors, three with shield, three with bow, three with bow and two and a weapon. Uh, in warband number two, there's Thryden Wolfsbane on horse. Uh, Saruman's also on horse there, so don't worry about that. He's got six Dunlin Warriors with shield, three Dunlin Warriors with bow, and a Dunlin Warrior with banner and shield. Uh, in the next warband, we have an Urukai Scout Captain with two-handed weapon, six Urukai Berserkers, and four Feral Urukai. And in the final warband, we have Grima Wormtongue. Mm-hmm. Comes in at a total of 700 points, and basically the premise of the army is to use Raiden and Saruman to assassinate uh, your targets. 
Yeah, so you shut someone down, para- immobilise them or whatever, and uh, the big guy with two-handed axe and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I can see that see that working. I mean, he is he is an absolute monster. But yeah, the two-handed axe is a bit... Uh, it's a bit annoying. It, it, it can be um, annoying, but if you can you can set the the combat up correctly with a with a good compel um into a, a charge with a strike it, it can be enough to win the combat and the berserkers there can also help you win that combat too with the extra two attacks all you need is striding and two berserkers in the combat and you you probably have it yeah i'm intrigued at the choice of the feral urukai though um i mean i look at that them was just, see, that, was that, just point point that was just that was just right, a point okay. Yeah, because because they, they're so much worse than um, Urukai Berserker. They like lose like two courage. They lose a, de- a defense. They lose the special rules just for two points. It seems almost like um, very rarely worth having Feral Urukai over Berserkers. But yeah, I guess for points that makes sense. But there's still two attacks, I guess. I really hope they do something about them in the new War of Rohan book, so they get like a legendary legion or something where they can get some bonuses. Because you're right, they they don't seem to be on the par with the Berserkers. So it'd be nice to have Not some sort of hero that could help them out a little bit, maybe, or something along uh, the lines. The Pharaoh them... Urukai have the scout um, tag, so they benefit from all the scouts and anagins from um, the, the. Yeah, they have get wooden creature if it's a pure force. Really? I, it... Yeah, oh, they have right, the scout okay. tag. I guess. Okay, that's I'm all right. I'm ninety nine percent sure they have the scout tag. Okay. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I, I'm not. Sure. I'm not sure they do though. I, I, I just. I don't have the book in front of me though, so I can't check uh, what okay. their uh, keywords are. But I'm I'll pretty leave, sure they have the keywords. I'll, I'll leave through in a second. But um, the, I, I, I guess that I, I, I heard something molds potentially going wrong or something like that 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 means that they actually can't sell them anymore. But I, I, I don't know whether that's actually true or not. But um, maybe it's something to do with that rather than anything else. But um, no, yeah, I, actually, I, no, they're not. They're not scouts either. No, they're not scouts. Sadly. Oh, they're not. Oh, no. that's disappointing. But it's—I don't think scout is actually a—it's not a tag because even the Urukai scouts don't have scouts. So um, maybe it's something to do with—I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So um, maybe that's for a legion. Of the some special kind, rule but... says that uh, Lurts, Aglak, Mahu, Vrasku, Urukai scout captains, and Urukai scouts gain the woodland creature special rule uh, in see, addition yeah. to the the extra uh, sixty cent break. So no, not these guys. Oh, yeah, I, th- I thought the Pharaohs were a part of that. That's disappointing. Yeah, no, that is. Yeah, this is uh, this is why I think. They just kind of suck, sadly. <laughs> but um... it, it bothers it bothers me as much as the uh, uh, what is it? The black shield shamans not having hatred dwarves. Yeah. When all the other black shields have hatred. Yeah. Like they just dropped it for some reason. Like because they're a shaman, that they're not as angry as the rest of the black shields, which makes no sense. Yeah. If anything, they should be more angry. Definitely. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay, so um, my list is uh, 700 points, but um, the next model that we want to include um, uh, that I think is underused is Sharku. So I decided I want to include both and do a vaguely um, sort of War in Rohan kind of vibe. You know, this is this is all the armies and all the groups of people you come up against uh, during um, during that the start of the second film there. So so these are these are some heroes that uh, that are themed around that idea with 700 points. So starting off with uh, Thryden on a horse with five Dunlan warriors with a shield and six wildmen of Dunlan. So there's 11 guys there. And um, Sharku on the warg, uh, six warg riders with shield. Um, then we've got Vrasku uh, with nine scouts with bow. 
Um, then we've got Grishnak in a, a allied force uh, with a shield, uh, ten orcs with spears. Uh, then Ugluk still back in the uh, Urukai list there with five berserkers. So, so as you can see there, you've got Ugluk, Grishnak, Rasku, Sharku, Thryden, all heroes that that you you know scout. You've got a scout hero, you've got an orc hero, and Ugluk for for the um, the bit the bit with Merry and Pippin, um, and then you've got Thryden, who I'd imagine is one of the heroes leading people and burning the Westfold, and then Sharku later for the Black Rider attack. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm not not confident this is any good at all. Um, but you've got ten bows, including um, Frasco's super crossbow. Um, you've got some orcs with spears to back up those wildmen of Dunland. Um, and five berserkers to do some hitting power as well. Sharku and his wargs to wander around and maybe capture objectives. I mean, I, I think we're missing a banner. I, I don't know where I put my banner, whether I put one in there or not. I can't remember. But either way, um, that's what you got. You've got a fair a fair few full warbands with all the cool heroes. So yeah, that's that's my two towers themed army because two towers is always my favourite bit, and especially the Urukai. So yeah, not bad. A bit of a, a bit of an all comers <laughs> army. It's it's a tough to use army the eyes and guard one with the mixed arms so uh, we'll see how we go with a new book but it's it's definitely playable at that points level and you're not relying on the Dunlin so that's that's definitely a bonus. <laughs> yeah, having to, that that was the main thing. I you want to get Thryden in there, but not too many. But but I can see this as being a force that you know they've all got the flaming brands and they're all burning stuff and you've got it's basically the burning of the Westfold kind of list which yeah I, I think that could be could be pretty cool so hmm. um i like the idea of it whether it'll work or not ever um is a is a different matter entirely and also it includes sharku um for the next uh, model which is the next one hopefully you two have uh, come up with some stuff for i certainly have and I'm, I'm looking forward to this one this one i've gone a little bit away from theme uh for me but i, I kind of like this as a I uh, just just like the cavalry force. So I've gone for an evil cavalry army. At 750 points, I've taken Sharku from Isengard with the Wagon Shield. Uh, I've got a quite a big Warg Rider warband with him. So I've got nine Warg Riders with Sharku. Uh, I've got one with a banner of shield, two with shields, three with shield and throwing spears, and three with bow. So that's, that's a pretty solid amount of Warg Riders. I thought, I want some more Warg Riders. So I've gone for an Orc Captain with Wagon Shield. And then he's got seven Warg Riders, two with shield, two with three with throwing spear and shield, and two with bow. So just a mixture because I take it you don't want to be stuck with like all throwing weapon ones. And then I wanted some more Warg Riders. So I've gone for Orc Captain with Warg <laughs> and shield, two Warg Riders with shield, uh, two with spear shield, and two with bow. So six there for a total of uh, 22 Warg Riders with three captains. And then I thought, you know what, I should ally something in to just, to, just to give it a little bit of extra punch. So I've gone for the uh, Mordor Alliance. So that's uh, going to be a yellow alliance. Uh, so I don't get the bonuses, but I don't really care because the bonuses are for the Urukai, so that doesn't matter for the Wags. And the Mordor, I'm not going to outnumber people with this army. So I've gone for uh, one of the ring races I've been using a lot lately, the Dark Marshal on Felbeast. I've got a model that's converted up. I really like the look of it, and it's been doing well. It's tough to use, but it's fun to use. And I've gone for six Morgul Knights with the Dark Marshal. So I've gone for the, the harder-hitting cavalry. I've got the Terror Bubble if I need it just to, to fend off models. I can do a Hurl if I want to really disrupt things on my cavalry charge. I can move things around. I've got the Warrior Banner. I've got heaps of cavalry warriors. So being able to, to, to pop the point of will to give them all a six-inch uh, banner is going to be pretty handy. In addition, I've got a Warg Rider banner because I know that 
when you take the Dark Marshal, you need another banner to follow the Dark Marshal around because the Dark Marshal doesn't get the banner effect. Uh, and it's uh. going 32 models at 750 points is actually a pretty decent amount. It's going to be basically it's a, it's a one-trick thing. It's a cavalry army as evil, but I've got the Fell Beast, which means I've got the potential to, to be competitive. Yeah, I can I can see the hitting power there. That that, that. and yeah, thirty two models isn't bad for an all. That's gonna be a lot of dismounts to paint. <laughs> oh, and that's no problem. I've already got them all painted. Uh, oh, good, good. <laughs> no, I like it. That that could be quite cool. I I really like and and Sharku. He's one I of those. Mind it, yeah. I like it. I I think he's one of those guys that that it doesn't. It's just a really cheap or mm. captain, but. You know, he's he's kind of fine. He's quite pretty good. He's got that special thing that if anyone doesn't wound him, he, uh, he you they they get a you get a free strength four hit against the enemy. So that's that's pretty that's pretty solid for an orc captain special rule. I I, I I don't understand really why he's he's so underused. I've just almost never never seen him. I guess because it's an orc army list, you're not likely to see many. I can tell you uh, straight out why. Stuff. Um, heroic on, actions, why? march, not strike. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that that's it. Which which is very short sighted, I think. Yeah, because I actually quite like him. Yeah. I've used him a lot. Yeah, like, and especially because you feel like he should be able to compete with the big boys, like because you know they have a nice duel there for for a period of time. But and, and yeah, it would be nice to have him having striking. But yeah, just March is a bit, it's a bit pants, isn't it? Hopefully there'll be a oh well, I, I think there's almost certainly going to be a wild the um, in the new book that should be coming out soon so I, I'm I'm guessing Sharka will get some buffs in some way uh, during that or at least the Legion will benefit in some way so that'll be nice that'll be really cool hmm. Kyla do you have a list? I do I do have a list so uh, my list um, is a, actually a list I use fairly regularly when I just want to play something weird wacky and just have some fun with it um, it kind of uses the old war, uh, micro warbands principle uh, that we used to harp on and on about uh, back in back in the day. What do you mean we? Uh, you used I'll just, to. I'll just dive. Okay, I used to harp on a lot about back <laughs> in the day, but I'll, I'll just kind of dive straight into it. It's not quite that, but it's still a lot of fun to use. So uh, the first hero is uh, Lertz with his shield, uh, and he has three Urukai scouts in his warband. Warband number two is Ugluck um, with one Urukai Scout with uh, Banner, Bow, and Shield. Three Urukai Scouts with Shield and three Feral Urukai. Sharku, War Rider with Shield. Five with uh, five Wild Riders with Shield and Throwing Spears. Farashku with three Urukai Warriors with Crossbow and Malher with three Marauders with Shield. So how many oh, points right. did you so get up to? They are properly miniature. Yeah, probably uh, many warbands. Yeah, and Sorry. the list is actually really, really fun to use because you've got some decent shooting in there, decent combat. You've got good heroes across the board, and this is like part of the reason why I'm always so surprised that people don't like the heroes like Sharku and Malher that much anymore because they don't have strike. And I'm like, okay, so don't use them to go fight big heroes. Leave Ugluck and Lurts to deal with the big heroes. Have have these guys go chop up infantry, which they're really, really good at doing. Mm. A three mic uh hero any three might hero on horse is going to is going to be amazing, regardless of what their heroic stats are, simply because two attacks plus one on the charge, you're at three attacks with three might, you can just start bursting things down. And even if another enemy hero comes up to you, 
if they don't roll a six, there's a good chance you'll be able to mite into that and force them to burn their resources just to catch you. I actually, yeah. So I actually really, really like Shaku. I love, I really love how he interacts um, on the battlefield with your opponent. He's really good on the flanks. You don't use him as a front line hitting here like a Faramir or something like that. You use him to pick off stragglers around the edge. And he, yeah, his special role is nice. It's nice when someone tries to come into him and take him out. But yeah, I just I just love his presence on the table in terms of what you can do because he's expendable too. 65 points, it's you're not going to be crying if he dies. Yeah, and, and Mauher is the same, I think, as well because yeah. he's got that eight-inch yeah. move. Um, which just can really, uh, if you're not paying attention to who's who, that can really, uh, uh, you know, trick people. And a three attack, strength five hero, fight five, strength five, you know, a couple of points of might, he, he's got an eight-inch move. That, that can really, really throw throw people off and go, oh, crumbs, I, I don't, I've been pre-measuring a six inches, but but not not the eight inches from Al here and his gang to come and, come and bosh you on the head. So, yeah, I, I think... But both of those heroes are pretty solid. And, yeah, it's a shame that neither of them uh, seem to uh, get the love that they probably deserve. And Marrow perhaps a bit more because you can get all those movie scouts. But, um, but no, Sharku, definitely not. That might all yeah, change. Yeah, I can tell you straight off the bat. Yeah, I can tell you straight off the bat. Like, because the army that I use this with, every single model in the army is converted and has a unique pose. Everyone always, like, misjudges which one the Marauder <laughs> which ones like Sharku uh, or which ones, you know, actually alerts because there's actually four alerts miniatures in that army oh, and everyone tiny. always gets confused which alerts is the actual alerts. And I'm like, it's the one that doesn't have a stupid weapon. <laughs> it's not the alerts with the two-handed weapon. Lurts doesn't have a two-handed weapon. It's not the alerts with the crossbow. Lurts doesn't have a crossbow. And it's clearly not the alerts with the banner. So it's... It's if you look, it's it's fairly obvious which which lets it is. Jeremy, you had uh, did you have something else you want? Oh, I just thought that um I've been taking a wait and see approach to Isengard and, and these sort of ones for, for when the, the book of the Rohan come out. And I all these heroes are really good. So I don't I don't know, underused I think maybe people are in a similar situation to me that's just waiting for new things to come out and then give some some fresh air to this army that's been out for a long, long time and hasn't changed a huge amount since uh, since a long time. So there's been a lot of stuff that's come out since then. I feel like these heroes will get a breath of fresh air and people will be willing to pull them out and try them again because they are they are good. They've got their own jobs and not every hero has to be the strike hero. So I agree with what Kylie said there. And they're dirt cheap. Like 60 points for a hero is, is real value, especially when you've got three points of might and good fight value. A fight value four and five is really good. My Dunlin cry looking at that thinking that's very impressive. And... The, yeah, the attacks are good. Even yeah. like the shooty heroes, like Varasku is two attacks, strength five, you know, fight five. Although you would probably want to be shooting with his crossbow. It's it's pretty awesome, actually. Just he's, You think, oh, I'm going to have to take out Varasku by sending some guy because his, his crossbow is causing me all sorts of issues. And then you think, oh, God, no, he's fight five, strength five, two attacks. He's going to smash me. Yeah, again, like, if you're not prepared to take on this army, it can absolutely tear you apart because mm. you... With four crossbows, five crossbow shots, and the extra bows from Lurtz and the the Urukai scouts, you're sometimes forced to go at it. And then whilst they're picking off stuff with you, you can then just do, just before they get into combat, you can get in with, like, you can just completely catch them off guard and suddenly your crossbows and Varashku run forward, jump into combat with, like, a Gluck alerts, and then they start calling her at combat chains across the table. And then you wonder where did half my army go? 
Yeah, I can imagine. But yeah, it, it, I think you're probably right, Joe. Why people aren't using this as much at the moment, and just yeah, I, and it'd be nice to have a new Sharpie model. But but yeah, it's, I think you're probably right. Everyone's just waiting with bated breath for this new book to come out, and, and I'm sure it'll be good. Hopefully, we get some new cool plastic models as well. <laughs> Maybe, hopefully. Yeah, cool. So that uh, almost wraps things up. But there's one model that um, I, I I feel is is definitely underused. This is a model that I uh, bought recently. Um, uh, again, after many years since I owned one, and because, and accidentally they sent three rather than two in the blister pack, which was awesome. So I got six rather than four. So now I need something to do with them. So, uh, guys, what what do you think of Castellans of Dol Gulder? And have you got any cool, fancy ideas for them? Can I start off with this one because I've been playing these reasonably recently? Um, oh, cool! Yeah, the Castellans are definitely not by all means, Jeremy. Yeah, they're not underused in our area. They are they are quite popular. We see them quite a bit. Uh, they, they're such a good combat model. They're so hard to move. And the, the blade potentially is is so good for, for killing things. They work really well, the list they're in. So this is my somewhat standard build that I've got now if I'm going for a uh, Castellan-type theme. I go for pure Dolgoldor. I've got the Necromancer as my leader. Um, and he's leading uh, 12 Gundabad Orc Warriors with Spear Shield. One of them has a banner as well. So it's a, the solid block of Gundabad goodness then i've got another warband with the witch king the dol goldor wraith version of it so basically he's got the three might so he's going to last a lot longer i don't really need him for anything i can do the cheeky strike as per the faq if i really want to but he's basically there just to just to die like he just dies over and over and over again and becomes my a, an anvil almost um he can kill things if he wants to he's got 12 gundabad orcs as well with spear and shield so the gundabad orcs are really tough to move their defense six, their strength four. They've all got spear shields, so I can do all kinds of <sighs> defensive formations, and they're they're really hard to move. So this this army, that's part of the theme of that. It's going to buy time. Then I've gone for two identical warbands with Castellans of Dolgoldor. They both have Morgul Blade because if you have the points for it, you take the Morgul Blade, and they've each got three Mirkwood Spiders. So the idea of this is that uh, if the warband dies, well, it's not really that much points. So I'm, I'm dropping 105 points in each of these warbands. But they have the potential to take out anything because you've got the Merkwood spiders trying to take away fate points with the spider webs, and then if the fate's gone, the Castellans of Dolgoldor have a Morgul blade, so they can easily team up with the Necromancer. You can do that shadow spell on them and make them really hard to to really easy to kill someone with. You can do some transfix things. You can do all kinds of stuff and just take take heroes out quite easily while your your orcs do a job of just just holding the game for you. It's 800 points. It's 34 models, which is not a huge amount of models, but you've got a Recycling Witch King. You've got a Necromancer of Dol Gordor, which can, as, as I've said before, is one of the best hero assassins in the game with some of the best hero assassin spiders and the Castellans. Yeah, it's a scary army to play against. Yeah, I can see the potential there. That that, that and the, the, this is pure dog gilder as well. So it... you get the necromancer's bonus. Yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So it's taking advantage of that. I like it. I like it. And the 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 I mean the dog gilder um, castellans are a bit. They've got some weird funky rules, but I love the the, the using the uh, will as fate. But um, the I guess when you've got all those other heroes like your, your witch king and stuff, the the downsides of the standfast don't really make as much of a uh, difference, I guess. So that's pretty cool. No, oh, thank you, Kylie. What what shenanigans have you come up with? Well, honestly, me and Jeremy are, are like 
entering into a, a, a hive mind here because my list is nearly <laughs> identical to what Jeremy's got. Um, I, I absolutely love the Castellans, although I did have a really, really bad game with them very recently um, where I took about 48, I think we, we counted it, 48 uh, fate saves and passed wow. five of them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Gilgalad <laughs> flat-footed with yeah. just three attacks, killed one in one turn with one wound, and I was just sitting there looking at my 11 failed fate rolls going, huh. <laughs> okay. That's awful. You always pass yeah, the one just was, before was, you're about was, to pop on the wheel as well. So it's like, oh, I passed uh, one. I've got one wheel left. Oh, combat. I take another one off. Yeah, they, did, <laughs> they didn't do too great. They didn't do too great in that game, but I have had amazing games with them before simply mm. because of, as Jeremy said, the synergies. I'm not going to go in much into my list because it's it's basically the same as Jeremy's. Minor a couple of tweaks here, one less spider, um, but some extra hunter or with bow. And like Jeremy said, the, the synergies between the Necromancer, the Mirkwood Spiders, and the Castellans are absolutely gold. Um, the Fate shenanigans are so much fun to do. There's just so much takedown potential with it. And when you add in the funkiness of the, uh, the uh, not the, um, the, the ring wraiths, especially the lingering shadow, oh, you, you got so many cool little tricks you can do, jumping over lines, assassinating things, compels into weird, awkward places, into chill souls, into there's just a lot of fun you can have had with this list and i think it's it's one of the best lists going around actually i think i think if you want to take a list to a tournament this is probably one of the ways to go because it it will it counters pretty much all of the big threats that are going around at the moment it counters the kid ends it counters the the the, um the big heroes like gulliver and um the big elven heroes as well it deals with um dwarves really well because it's got really high strength it it annoys Alendil and gilgalad like nothing else because they only got one fate it's it's just all around solid and you always have tools at your disposal to deal with your opponent wow well you you, you guys really like the uh the castellans that's really cool because i i love the i, I just think they're, they're really funky models they look great and you know they're they're, they're kind of weird looking but i like the fact that they were meant to be originally the you know the the, the ring waves but then they're kind of taken on this new role as something else that isn't quite the ring waves because of the new ring wave models and stuff so yeah it's really cool um so uh this weekend um uh, depending on when you're listening to this uh is uh, i'm playing a 500 point tournament and uh, this is a kind of a sneak peek to um to my army list uh, that you'll be hearing on the Entmoot podcast in a couple of weeks' time uh, when I finally get around to editing stuff. Um, because this is the 500-point list I'm taking uh, to that tournament. And, and it, this includes uh, Castellans of Dol Gulda, um, but only eight models. <laughs> so, uh, so what I've gone with, I've gone with five of the new Nazgul, uh, three Castellans, and one Morgul Blade. Sadly, I couldn't get more than one Morgul Blade just because the maths works out at 375 for the five Nazgul. 125 for the uh, three Castellans uh, and uh, and with a Morgul blade. Uh, so um, I've obviously gone for the Witch King. Um, then I've gone with a Slayer of Men, which is one of the ones that's um, basically a burly with a two-handed yes. mace. Um, I've one. gone with the Link. Yeah, yeah. I've gone with the Lingering Shadow. Uh, yeah. You can do all the um, fanning around, jumping behind the lines, and moving around, and all this sort of stuff. And then the other the other two are going to be the Abyssal Knights. 
Now, yep. These are the ones that uh, they can trade places with each other or jump over uh, and catch up with each other. So um, ideas uh, about this mainly is going to be just playing stuff that can't die. And so, you know, you've got three Castellans there who have all got 12 will each. So uh, so mm. they're going to be tough to move. Um, as I, I didn't actually notice the will of evil rule like the ring raids we've got until a bit too late. But, yeah, um, that's the hard part. I, I still think, yeah, that's going to be, so, uh, you know, you've taken all these saves, you've got to be winning combats, I suppose. But um, with five Nazgul, uh, that are, are hard, hard to kill. Um, yeah, I, I think it should be, should be a lot of fun. Um, I've wanted to paint the Nazgul for ages. I've finally uh, built them and assembled them. Wanted to use my Castellans. I thought, well, I've basically got the nine, although I'm missing one. Um, I've got the eight, uh, but with three Castellans instead of uh, Nazgul. So yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, have you got any pointers for how I might be able to actually win a game with these? Uh, that's going to be a tough yes. one to do. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, go on, yeah. Um, I think... The very first thing I would do is um, trade out the Abyssal Knights for some of the other wraiths. I like them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, But you need combat stats, just straight up combat stats. And I think a Kamul or um, one of the other wraiths that that does the the rerolls to wound is going to be much more beneficial for you in the long run for games because there are going to be a lot of times where you just need to fight your way out of trouble and mm. you're just going to need every single bit of combat stat you have, whether that be an extra attack, whether that be rerolls to wound or what have you, because, yes, the snapping back is nice and handy, but at that point when you only have eight models, you need to be able to fight your way out of a corner. So, Harry, have you locked in your list? And you've got the shadow to do it. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. uh, I've already said... Okay. okay. Yes, um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> can I just respond to no, Kylie no, first? I'll, I'll... Kylie? Good, good, good um, point, though. I, and, yeah, I probably wouldn't have thought of that. Kamul's got a two-handed weapon now, so I wouldn't bother with Kamul. I would have gone a second Slayer of Men instead because the Slayer of the Men yeah. are your best, best hitters. Too... Damn. That's that's rough. <laughs> yeah, so Slayer of Men are the hitters. I think Kamal's okay if you're facing up against, you know, a, a lower hero, uh, weaker heroes and stuff. But when you're trying to chop through troops, um, you, you're just going to find you hitting the brick wall with the minus one to your, your duels. So I, I dropped him for that reason. But um, the Abyssal Knights, I, I, I get your point. I, I figured that they might be able to move around a bit and, and stuff like that. But yeah, maybe maybe I've made a, made a boo-boo there because I haven't got the... Uh, I haven't got the killing potential that perhaps I could have had if I had the the guy with a spear and another Slayer of Men or something like that. But hey, these things happen. These things happen. Um, I, I've painted them now. <laughs> um, what what do you think for um, uh, any other ways of what kind of strategies do you think I should be okay. using? So basically, I'll pass this on to Jeremy because yeah. you have more experience with this. Oh, cool, I, cool. I do. You've got. You're going to have to row well on your your regen rolls, but uh, if yeah. you do, keep in mind that you've got that six inch placement. So you can, that's actually how you move. So don't be afraid to threaten things like far back objectives. When they kill a wraith, bounce them really far back to try and split up the formation. Um, Remember your Castellans are the ones that have a time limit. They can't fight forever because of the the will of evil. So you don't actually want them to be your front guys that that take all the damage. You want them to be the ones that are opportunistic and and go double team someone and take them out. Uh, Especially that Morgul Blade. You want to be clever about the use of that one. 
I would, I actually like the Abyssal Knights in that you can deploy them on your extreme flanks and try to bait a force away from your army because you're going to have to try and split up the force. So you're going to be moving your army pretty much every time you can move it. You're, you're almost never going to spend any might for heroic moves. So your movement is going to come from when you resurrect and it's going to come from whenever you get priority. You're just going to move, even if it's moving backwards six inches. Keep moving. You need to whittle down the force and once the enemy force approaches break, at that point, you start thinking about a game conditions because you've got to get to there first. You can't just, um, unless it's something like a Caesar Prize where you have to get on the prize ASAP, it's one that, that you'd need to, to be really clever about playing the long game. It's definitely tougher, especially if you come up against things like Elven Blades because your resurrect rolls become pretty nasty at that point. If you are against an Elven Blade heavy force, then then I would consider putting the Castellans as your front line and let them take all the hits yeah. because... They are they are a bit more resilient against that, but it, it's it's going to be a tough army. Keep them compact, keep them moving. Try not to get, uh, try to keep pushing towards the flanks. So to draw enemies away, moving away from them, moving sideways. Never stay still. If you stay still, you're going to get surrounded and in trouble. And hope that your terror pays off. So if anyone's got any like shamans or anything like that, don't be afraid to go really hard at those sort of those models. The the main reason I've done uh, this one is because I needed to paint a new army. Um, and my chose my good army as oh it's good versus evil by the way, um, and uh, I uh, I've chosen hobbits for the other one and I've spent a lot of time painting extra hobbits so I've got five hundred points of good hobbits which is a ridiculous amount of hobbits and um, and then I needed a small army so um, yeah the I, I figure I'm, I'm, my hope was to try and not spend as much might um, moving as I possibly could and save them all for the the uh, you know bumping up twos and ones to. Yes. Um, uh, to keep them alive, and um, but but also the abyssal knights, they are there um, because they've got elven made swords, and they they have a little bit of an advantage against uh, elves, I guess, in the sense that you know they're fight, they're everyone's fight five, so at least I'm not losing draws, um, automatic, well, more likely losing draws mm. against elves who are more likely to kill me as well. So, uh, so yeah, that was the aim, and I'm, I'd imagine I'm going to face up against a lot of elves this weekend, so because um, it's good versus evil. Your first two drops are going to be Abyssal Knights on the extreme flanks because then you don't have to worry, like you don't have to think where to put the rest of them. Uh, so consider consider that because you, you ideally want to uh, spread out so you're only taking on part of the enemy's force. So if you can try to split them up in deployment, that's a good thing because you don't mind wandering towards a point. So the Abyssal Knights are really nice in that way. And oftentimes if it's like an objective scenario or the dream scenario for you is that um, the modified domination one where you go and tag the objectives... Because the Abyssal Knights yeah. are pretty good at that. They can dance around the backfield, drawing models away, avoiding them, tagging objectives whenever you can, and then uh, springing together. So when you want to actually fight, you can bring the two of them together. So you've got some options, but it's you play fast. Move whenever you can because you don't get an opportunity to do much. You've only got eight models. Get your ruler or measuring tape at six inches and use it at that all the time. Whenever you resurrect, move. Just move away. Just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And hopefully you win enough combats uh, that, that people start to get silly about their tactics. And once once the enemy's approaching break, then you can go for things like the hero assassinations and the strike up and things like that where you say, right, this is my objective. I need to do this. Let's go everyone onto a hero. Let's do a burnout attack. And you want to play fast at that point because you probably don't have a lot of models. Yeah, I don't have anywhere near enough models. But hey, I'm using the Castellans and the new Nazca. So it's all good. Mm. Uh, what, really? Thank you very much tips on using those this is this is the uh this this could could uh be in an interesting tournament for me but hey you can listen to it on the next uh uh well actually it'll be 
probably two podcasts time by now. But hey, uh, it should be good fun uh, finding out what happens with the Kestevans and the Now School. So um, I think that brings us to the end of all of the underused models that I hoped people would come up with lists. I, it does. It does. Thank you for that, Harry. That was fun yes. to come up with lots of lists. Yeah. Understanding. Yeah, and, and the fact that, that some of these lists uh, uh, come uh, a bit difficult to find, but ho- hopefully it's some ideas um, for, to, you know, uh, make people bring something that's a little bit uh, a little bit left field, uh, you know, bringing in your Gildors and your Bullroarers and all that sort of stuff. Uh, get them out. They're, they're underloved. If you've painted them and had them sat in the cupboard for t- 15 years, it's time to get them out and uh, give them some love. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely worth a try. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Harry. Thank you, Kylie. Let's wrap it up there. Thank you, listeners. Uh, We'll see you next time on The Green Dragon. Remember, traps win games. Thank you for listening to The Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that The Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.